1: Hello Fox and Foxettes, how the devil are we? It's Friday, it's now 8 o'clock and you know what I found? My youth is being taken away from me. I'm a 70s child, so (laughs) I'll leave that one with you, you'll understand that one. But it is no longer Cracker Jack at 5 o'clock. The BBC have brought it back, apparently, which I didn't even know about. But then again, well, I would I be watching kids' programmes. But it's 6 o'clock. It was always 5 to 5. What are the BBC doing? I tell you what we're doing. This is the LCFC Question Time show. It was the Q&A show, just a change of name. New time, 8 o'clock moving forward on a Friday. We've no David. It's just me and Brad. And this is... Who are Lester Till I Die? It's time! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube
2: and your favourite podcasts.
1: Boys for everything Leicester City. Tune in
0: and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right,
1: Chris. white right, again. Yes, it is Leicester Till I Die. It is the question time show. Does what it says on the tin, basically. Uh, no agenda. You make your agenda by asking the questions. I'll ask the first one to get this going. Well, I will do when Brad's come back from watering the garden. Um, and uh, after that, we'll just... Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Try and put an answer to your questions if you've got any. Please do a couple of things for me tonight. If you could do what it says there, that little hand, and just press that subscribe button, I would love you forever and a day. And if you don't subscribe, I will love you even longer. That's how much of a threat it is. <laughs> if you are um, listening or even li- uh, listening to us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, any of the top podcast platforms, we are on there as well and we upload soon as the show finishes uh but well basically let me this is where you can find us it's time no it's not this is where you can find us you. on youtube listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your
0: smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die
1: broadcasting live worldwide and if you've got five minutes just to, well, go across to footballcontentawards.com forward slash. Don't know why I did that. You can't see me, what I'm doing anyway. Voting. Uh do it every year. Football Content Awards. Please consider voting for Leicester Till I Die uh, in the Football Content Creators Awards, Best New Content Creator. It would be absolutely amazing. Don't. Yeah, I'm going to win it, because usually it's big clubs, um, you know, with, with big followings. But if you if you would be so kind, it would mean an awful lot. It really would. So let's kick the show off, and let's welcome my co-host in and go, good evening, Brad. How are
2: you? Uh, good evening, mate. I'm, I'm well, thanks. I'm doing well
1: today. Good, Thank good, you. good, good, good. I, I must admit, I had a fine day... Um, I started off the day with an MOT, and it could have gone either way, but thankfully it had gone um, it had gone well. Um, Facebook user, good evening again. Not sure who you are, and we'll come on to this. We, we knew we we're going to get a lot of questions about uh, our Wes. Um, just heard LCFC and Chelsea have come to a verbal agreement for Fafana. Um, I, I, I won't apologize. <laughs> I won't say I'm not relieved to be honest with you. I'm Just glad it may be coming to an end, but look, I wanted to, I always ask the first question and it's just you and me again today. So little cozy booth for two in the corner, uh, with a little candle and a glass of red wine. Um, Let's say for let's say it doesn't go through, right? Let's say we don't, you know, Chelsea don't sign him, and and and, and we've got him, you know, for the sort off oh, well, till January. Obviously, um, there's obviously going to be a lot of bridges to be built. Um, you know, there's a lot of players that aren't going to be happy with him from his actions, not only generally but also as we spoke the other night about his, his actions when uh, James Madison scored, or his lack of actions, I should say. Um, and he's with the under-23s at the moment. Uh, now, Brendan said yesterday that he totally understands why, but if he was to be in the team for Man United, because obviously we were away to Chelsea, he's not going to be there. And to be honest with you, I even think, I even think, to be honest with you, if, if you know, if it was just a normal transfer, it's a good idea sometimes to leave them out. But how would you as a fan greet him if his name was read out... Before the game, and he was in the Leicester City squad to play Man United next Thursday.
2: I just wouldn't react, I'd be honest with you. Um you know, we've had a few players, well, a handful of players, probably count on one hand, that disgrace have disgraced themselves when they've been at a club. You know, Dennis Wise, the most notable name. Um Again, we relate back to Maraz because of the fact that it's like a Maraz 2.0. Um, I think you'd get a, you'd get a very hostile reception um, from the away um, from from the Leicester fans. Um, yeah. I, I think it'd just be footballing, um, well, implosion. That you know, I don't want to say the word that most people associate with it, but you'd be it'd be an absolute of implosion, and it would be more disruptive towards less than anything. It doesn't benefit anybody trying to play him quickly. He's got to, you know, face up to his actions. He's got to if he get if, like I always said if he gets to the second February and he's still less player, at some point he's gonna to have to come back to us with his tail between his legs and it ain't gonna be our oh, all is forgiven. that certainly won't happen. And even even if say, it say takes six to eight games for that occasion. I still don't think there'll, there'll still be a majority of that crowd or, or at best down to a, major, a minor, uh, a minority of the crowd will still grumble to, to hear his name for everything he's done. And you've got to understand that. And I would understand them fans. I wouldn't have any qualms with fans not liking his name being read out in the, in the team sheet. Because really, if he does get back into the team and plays well, we know it's all for show just to make sure Chelsea do pay the fee next time around. Yes. January or next summer, so I'm yes. done with him. I'm done with him now. Whatever happens, it happens. I'm kind of like, you know, fine. Literally five minutes ago, um, Fabrizio
1: Romero um, Romano tweeted: Chelsea and Leicester are now on the verge of reaching full agreement for Wesley Fofana. Confirmed as uh, at Fabrice Hawkins, whoever that is, reported final details. Then here we go. Uh, new bid submitted today, following planned, following Chelsea plan called on Thursday. Personal terms agreed weeks ago. To be honest yeah, with yeah. you, go, just get out. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I would find it hard to boo him if he if he turned up against Manchester United in a um, Leicester shirt. If he was, if I was a Leicester fan there tomorrow, and he was at the ground. You know, and I don't think Chelsea would unveil him or do anything like that tomorrow um, in front of the pitch. Yeah, I, I just think it'd be totally would be insensitive. Um, it's Chelsea. Yeah, I know, but new owners. I kind of. I don't think. I think. I don't think two down to
2: that. Oh, or would, you you know. know what? I would say the hassle just to be an arsehole towards fana I would drag it out, send it over the email. I'd get a carrier pigeon to make sure the deal's not done until after we play Chelsea, just so they can't spite us by doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think they probably, um, un, you know, <laughs> will understand that. However, if he was there, let's say, in a jump or whatever view, and he came up on the big screen, I would boo him like mad. Oh, yeah. And when, and when he comes back, because um, obviously we we're away at Chelsea, so if he comes back to Leicester as a Chelsea fan, Sorry, Chelsea fan, Chelsea player for the return leg. My God, I would bring him from here to, to kingdom come. I don't really? think I could do Marez, but Mares did a lot for us. Fafana hasn't done anything for us at all.
2: No, no. And it's only the end of their times at Leicester that has been that's matched up really. Look, Farner's talent, I'm not going to sit here and suddenly no. say he's, not, he's he's he's. This is that, and in terms of as as, as football and ability go, uh, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I was I was gushing and sing, waxing lyrical about him, wasn't I? So, I, you know, yeah. I'm not something. I've never, I've always said I'll never sit and suddenly turn, but yeah, when he plays against us, he's going to get booed. Yeah. He, he knows that. He knows he's built. He's burned that bridge. He knows that's the outcome. Whether it's this season or next, it doesn't matter when it happens or what call. I mean, we're ninety nine point nine percent certain it's Chelsea, unless something drastic happens yeah. in the next couple of hours. Um, but yeah, two things: I'd want it to go past the point where he's still not a Chelsea player by the time we've kicked off, and they can't announce it just to spite us, because um, you know Wesley would. He tweet it. Yeah. He tweet it two minutes. it two minutes before them players leave the tunnel just to mess with us, because he seems that sort of a brat as a person as it, it shamefully yeah. come about because he seems like, like such a lovely lad seemed to always have a smile on his face to always enjoy training seemed to be committed you know we feared that he might be the one that would look at his contract and do the same as until he signed a new deal and it hurts I have to admit it does hurt I think as a Leicester fan to, to feel this sort of portrayal from this player because it's such a sour way to to have a, have a player end their time at Leicester when you consider you know it, it even feels worse than Mares in a way, because at least Mares kind of realised the owner's formality on his transfer win, threw his toys out his pram and then got yeah. on with it. Um, yeah. this, he didn't do any antics and mind games to mine on his Mahrez. He just threw his strop. I mean, he, he, at least he was really public and not snide, like Wes, Wes is being right now.
1: No, I mean, to me, the sort of three... Um... Three three different sections to when when players leave the club. Uh, well, four. You've got the normal. Somebody puts in an offer, we say okay, and it's done and dusted straight away. You then got the Harry Maguire, and I think it was quite pointed that um, the way that 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 uh, Brendan reacted to that question and saying no, it was, this is nothing like that. It was a gentleman till the yeah. end, Harry, and all that. So you can leave that way. Just just mention that, Yuri. Uh, and then there's the Mores way, which yes, he was a um, he was a bit of a shit at the end. You know, he went on strike. Went on strike, but he had he had mental problems. You know, it was that early act of you know sit on the floor at Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport. You know, uh, but then when it didn't happen, then he did come back um, yes. and, and and play for us for a bit, and he had got in fairness. As Bikante as well, who couldn't wait to leave, he had got some actual uh, you know, credit in the bank with us. Now, yeah, he for me, for Farner, what he hasn't done anything. Let's be honest with you. What has he done since being at the club? He has scored a few goals. He's had some good games. That's what he's paid to do. You know? Yeah, agreed. I mean, I,
2: I, you know, I don't think he was in the FA Cup team, was he? Um, he came on for Johnny Evanson, he was a good boy, round or something like that. I can't yeah. remember,
1: but but nothing in not my that, mind that would make me if Marez came in now, I would at least respect him, but I haven't got any of that for sort of you know, where's Fafana at all. But, um, yeah,
2: but let, I let's, I mean, like it. I said, in retrospect, you know, um, he's just a really talented footballer, he's not. Like you said, it's not achieved and help us achieve things in the way that Mares did or Kante did. And you know what? Both of them, we kind of maybe knew it was happening. Mahrez, we knew we had a talent and this is what we knew was possible because at that point, even though we won the league, we were a team that had only just returned to the premiership. So yeah. we were a bit of an easier target. Uh, and... Let's be honest with you, as much as I do agree with you that Kante couldn't wait to leave as soon as as soon as soon the 5,000-1 was complete, I think Leicester signed him already knowing that, whether it's right or wrong. I, you know, we did oh, yeah, see... he
1: had the get-out clause in. Yeah. But he yeah. didn't um, hand his BMW back.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. But also, I mean, the only, the only thing that I will give a grace towards Kante, which I think is why he's appreciated, is Chelsea did still try to undercut Leicester by not paying what the release clause was for them. And and Kante said, look, I'm happy to leave, but at least give the club what they deserve for me. And I I, I, I will always give him credit for that because he was honest. And I think that's the same with the boy, isn't it? At least we got honesty with them and that's it. Um, So this is what it's... With
1: Mahrez as well, he... Like I say, not only did he have that credit in the bank, he'd been with us, was it five odd years? Yeah, championship games. <laughs> yeah, championship you know, games as well. So he he'd done his time, if you like. And I just, I mean, I, I've I've got just just to say on on Monday night at nine o'clock, I've got Rob Tanner on, and like I said the other day, if none of you have read it yet. I'm going to be going through it with him uh, on Monday night at nine o'clock. He's won a great written a great piece, and I'm sure we'll obviously have more to talk about once once all this is done. But uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, hopefully we've now got what is it? Um, Five days, one, two, yeah, five, six days in which we can go and buy, buy somebody. We've got somebody in mind who is this Borussia Dortmund defender?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, it's a name that was mentioned. Manuel and Kanji, yeah, it was It was a name that was actually mentioned, um, to me when I did my transfer. show. that apparently we were looking at him as one target to replace it, yeah, which tells you if, yeah, and it's, it's there's been several tweets and whatnot about about this particular player. Uh and that tells you that and all the value seems to be around the same that Leicester can get him for around anywhere between 25 and, and maybe up to 40 million. So that tells you that if Leicester are gonna get what they're gonna get for Wesley Fafana, um that they're gonna get the majority of that to go out and spend on this one player. So it's like for like because well, that's that's what Leicester need to do. They haven't really got anybody there that they they probably he's want to promote. Twenty-seven,
1: um, yeah, he and experience. Dortmund, he experienced exactly in Dortmund. They they do have, well. Look what they've done with Jordan Sancho. Look what they're doing with um, Jude Bellingham. You know they do develop the young talent, not not unlike Leicester. Um, wow. I mean, he's available for around twenty million. So we're immediately b- banking at least fifty million there. Or we can loan him. I hope we don't loan him because I'm getting fed up with these loans that we we have, and then we just get used to the player, and, mm. and we don't we don't sign him. If we, you know, if, if they only want twenty million for him,
2: we've got fit. To go out and
1: buy him. Go out and buy him. Yeah. But um, it, it's it's
2: just and maybe if they do bring in a player for it and do a like for like, and, and Brendan gives us the assumption that it is like like he's going to get. Thrown into that first team, and, and, and that's what his plan is. Yeah. Then, without saying it, I hate to say it because I, I like the fact that someone wants to fight for the place at Leicester. I always appreciate trying to do their best when they put on a Leicester shirt. But it may convince a like of likes of yes, uh, Vestergaard that if a um, club comes calling, maybe take that yeah. cut that yeah. he's obviously happy to take or whatever. And and, and then um, we know where we are as a settled four quadrant of of, of of centre backs available to the club yeah yeah because um, I don't really need a user,
1: I know we I know he won't be in the same right frame of mine uh, he won't even be here by the sound of it now I mean that was just uh, how would people react to him question yeah. uh, hi phil fox jolly good evening good evening as well uh, and if, if, if it is jolly I've got to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever been so happy to see a player leave apart from probably Dennis Wise but oh, yeah yeah (laughs) and we're gonna like i said we're gonna if we get 70 odd million for him yeah let's just let's just pass him on because we're gonna have the same trouble in january same trouble in the january after you know and i saw a thing this morning on sky on the breakfast show and there was there was a woman that was being interviewed and she was saying that um she thought we'd handled it as well as we could have done um and you know They said, well, you know, it isn't a five-year contract. If the club does want to play hardball, then we can do. But we've Mm. got to kind of look to a point where let's just get rid and move on. It gives us some
2: money. It means we can go and buy a couple of players that want to play for us. I mean, I I would also go out on whim and say that their third offer was 65, plus I think about 10 million in add-ons to boost it up. And I wonder... I mean, the reported fee is apparently 75 million with add ons. Now, I would assume that if Leicester, if it is going to come with add ons, that Leicester have just said, look, if Chelsea have just kind of caved a little bit and so have Leicester, they've kind of met them in the middle and gone, yeah. okay, we'll give you 75. And there's every chance he's going to get 10 caps for France or, or something like that. Anyone that plays football we'll manager knows what sort of clauses you can add on to, to deals to make it sweet in the pot. So. If Leicester feel that's more reasonable and achievable, then they're going to see that extra ten million. Mm. I agree with you. Take that now. I don't mind a deal like that. If, it, if you're going to just kind of go, all right, you want to be pedantic? Give us ten million and make it realistic that we're going to get it, and we'll take seventy-five in cash. Thank you very much. Fuck off. The yeah, yeah.
1: And you could, I mean, if they've got any sense, they will have a right. sell-on clause added in as well. Well, that'd
2: be nice. wouldn't it ten percent of a sell-on clause? I did actually say. Million.
1: And we had, you know, know Ankit, of course, from Almighty Blues, Chelsea fan. He did the preview show with us um, last night uh, before the press conference. Uh, And and I said to you in the press conference show that I did say to him, be warned that, you know, there's always a bigger fish out there. And as big as Chelsea are, if a Barcelona or a Real Madrid or, or, you know, uh, Bayern Munich come knocking,
2: you know they might have the same problem, so yeah, they'll be doing the same. Especially be if Chelsea to have a couple of bad seasons. Especially if Chelsea have a couple of bad seasons and and get like back to back Europa League or something, and Real Madrid keep winning their titles and Barcelona because I mean look at Barcelona's situation. Imagine if they collapse and Real Madrid kind of do a Spanish Celtic and dominate because Barcelona go bust and it all yeah. goes wrong for them. The yes oh, guess what, Chelsea? Enjoy that in three to four seasons when he does the same to you, like you could to Etienne for us. Yeah.
1: David says here, some may say you you have to forgive but not forget, but for me, I can't forget the money he is on, and so considering he has yeah. I, I, I just think he's just, he is, he, he's been a pert- pertinent French. I'm not a fan of the French, I'm going to be honest with you anyway, but it kind of sums him up for me, Uh, you know, and as they said on Sky this morning, it was, you know, he was Happy to stay at the club while we looked after him. We nursed him all right. He got injured playing for us. But, you know, he was happy at that point when he wasn't playing football to think, oh, I better sign a bloody contract. I don't know what I'm going to be playing, you know. But anyway, if you've got any questions, get the questions in. Like I say, that went on a bit longer than I hoped. But we always start off with a general question. that I have to get it going. But get your questions in. Um, Facebook user, you need to score an important goal to be forgiven. Paul G, uh, be, I bet he's praying this deal goes through. He ain't going to be wanting to face the fans or <laughs> with the under-20s. He won't. He won't. Correct. That would have been blown up and he will simply have to accept he screwed up. Would have been better for him to have gone overseas to a Real Madrid or PSG so he wouldn't have to see him. Um, done deal for where Say what you want, but the modern-day player will always hold the power in these situations. Um, have you noticed uh, that the two players have played their first football in France? It's a French thing with us. I, what did I just say? <laughs> um, no. he's been a very good uh defender for us to be fair, but for Farner, as you say, really hasn't done anything special that we could point to. It's sad for him to end up this way, but it shows many of them have zero integrity. Uh, David, it's nothing but greed. Do you think we'll get a player from Chelsea in the deal? I could be honest with you. The is it that's available would you take
0: him i what might
2: i don't know it all depends where his head's at because he's very close to falling into a category of young sprightly players that burst onto the scene and then fade away and then they, they just can't generate what they showed all that promising when they were two or three years younger you know like deli ali look at his career and and a few others, and, and he's not been in the spotlight since he kind of threw his toys out of Chelsea. Um, kind of in the and rever- a reverse way, because obviously he wanted to leave Chelsea for first team football. Normally, they're going there to, you know, it seems to further your career in this case. But I don't know. I mean, to take the risk, I guess if we could get him, and he's, you know, he's still going to cost seventy five million for Fafana. You can chuck him in for and, and say there's your ten million. I, I'd take it. Uh, you tend, you know, to get it to eighty-five, but I, I, I'd only do it if it's that. I wouldn't be looking at 20, 25 or more because he's not really done much about football recently, has he? To, to my knowledge, unless someone's going to tell me, oh well, Bradley was on, he was out on loan, but I haven't seen much of him in terms of at this level and quality. So, yeah, if he's part of the plus seventy-five, 75 fee, then yeah. But if not, I'm I'm not keen on the idea.
1: No, no, I mean all, all it would mean is that we would get another player, so we've got more options, etc. But it depends who it is. You know, when when Arsenal were talking about throwing some players in, it was their it was their cast-offs, if you like. alright they are all right, they're all cast-offs in a way, but I just think yeah. Chelsea maybe have got a better standard of cast offs. A question here from David, it's a very good point, and I'll give my thoughts and then let you have a go at this one, uh, Brad. Do you think if we get new signings, that means we give Brendan more time, even if we don't do well over the next few games? When I, as I say, I was up early this morning because I had to get my car down to the local garage, to Vauxhall Garage, to have its annual MOT. And um, the sales manager, the big guy who runs the, the place, always comes over and talks to me because he remembers me from when I worked at the local paper and did advertising and what have you. And he's a Southampton fan. Now, um it has been fun, I must admit for a while, enjoying that nine nil, but I do think they've probably got it back now on aggregate over the last few games and um, he was asking me, uh, do we we, stop, we actually sat there talking? He never gets any work done for about half an hour um about football but i I actually made the point then that when i when I come off a performance like stockport which basically, you know, we we, we scraped through, we should have won that game. Or like Southampton, where we were up and we lost it again. I sit here and think, what the, what the hell, does, you know, um, does Brendan, you know, does he know what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the guy said, well, who's on hard, you know, he does make some strange uh, substitutions. I said, yeah, <laughs> you, and, you and our manager both. But when I then go and read things like Rob, Uh, Rob Tanner has put out on The Athletic, it does make me think the other way, if you like. So whilst I was always, and you know me from last season, I was always, "Let's let's give Brennan another season. Let's, you know, see how he goes. And then earlier on this week, I was very much sort of, he's got to go. Monday morning, top, knock on his door, give him his P45, kick him out. And yet now I'm back to... Well, actually, it might not be all Brendan's fault. You know, it might be worth giving him time because if he does stick to this plan, and like I say, I don't want to end up like a Barcelona with loads of players that we can't we sign, but we can't play because we've got more than we're allowed to sign uh, for the Premier League squad. I don't want to end up like Leeds, gambling on us getting into Europe and going bust and dropping down the divisions. And I'm I'm just thinking if. It, the long-term plan, which is getting this guy in from Southampton, who's supposed to be very good. In fairness, Martin Glover, and it, you said this the other day, didn't you? You know, maybe waiting for to get the right man is better than getting a man in now that it isn't as good. Um, and if this set-piece coach sorts his visa out, maybe it's all part of
2: getting the club back to where it is. I mean, yeah, you, you'd think. That that's that's what the owners are hoping, uh, especially as well. They're probably thinking, well, unfortunately, you know, we know he's pieces of the jigsaws. There's been some frustrating times getting a couple of the pieces of jigsaws that he's told us, you know, will we'll, we'll, we'll kickstart pushing Leicester forward um, and and getting them back on track with their progress. It's not his fault. It is a little bit out there, but. The problem also, it's not like that's just the only problem. I would understand if it was like, um, quality's a bit low, we need to upgrade the qualities, and then you look at this and go, like, oh, oh, fair enough, it's out of his hands, really. He really has been trying. This isn't Brendan's fault, etc. cetera, and blah, blah, blah. But, he, you know, like we also said, for the last six, eight months, we've been a little bit bored of Brendan Keeps telling us that it's the, you know, we've got to pick up the pace when we're on the ball. Well, you're training him, Brendan. You are telling them. Whilst I agree, he maybe gets a stay of stave of execution, as they would say. I I don't think he's got too much longer to turn this around. I I know every and I mean everything will be taken into account when it comes to the owners dismissing him. You said, um, you know, God rest him, but you said when Pearson was about, you know, rumored to be sat that it was the son that stepped in and said, Bear with him, mm. you know, can, he can whatever. and, and he, he shows good faith and I'm I I still want him gone if this is how he's going to play, make us play football. I still want him gone if he's going to make this his new stubborn favourite toy to determinedly stand by and play and not give them the complete shackles off freedom and, and not make that team fear going in front. Uh, I don't think he did, uh, he's going to get stayed for execution because of the quality of opposition we're playing and the things that have been out of his c- control. And he's going to have, like Mares did in what we talked about earlier, but he's going to have that little bit of a soft spot in case of what he's achieved since he's been here, what he's brought to the football club. He's going to have a little bit of compassion in that sense. But after them games, if it's not changed in the next three or four after that, mate, I'm still I'm still wanting him to be replaced, I'm afraid. And unless that changes, I'm going to stick by that. And if I change it and it, it carries on for the season, fair play, Brendan, finally you gave up being a Southern Jackass in my opinion, in terms of how he gets to play. Because you can't come out and say we're too slow when clearly you train us to play too slow. Me and you know it, don't we? We know we're going to dominate for 60 minutes, he's going to make subs, and then we're going to go backwards. So but out, got, he got, got something
1: long. about him because we saw that he'd got that at, um, you know, when he first came in. Or is it a case of like Ranieri, who had a one-year or a one-season... Mm. High and then he slowly dropped off as he did when he came to us. Um, and has, has Brendan just got that three years, uh, you know, in him? And then he maybe needs a new challenge. You know, he came out and he admitted that he, he you know, he enjoys the bringing new players in and the refreshing, and and, and you know, he is sort of a, a buying sort of manager. Um, and you know, we we you know, we, we discussed whether the club have sort of hung him out to dry a little bit. Um, <laughs> But, you know, if he does get us through this, you know, I understand now having read that bit and hopefully people, if they they don't subscribe to The Athletic, tune in at nine o'clock on Monday to watch uh, and ask Rob Tanner any questions. You know, I think when I read that, and it is a case of who would we get, I think, and this is the problem. And we're all saying, yeah, well, Potch might come back. He's got unfinished business. But that is the big problem, isn't it? Who would we... Who would we replace him with?
2: Well, that that you know, we could determine this sort the cows from home, and I'm sure people would. Any suggestion we throw out, someone would have a reason why he wouldn't come to us, or they wouldn't come to us, or or or, or they we we, we throw out a name. But the thing is, um, it's always something that's in the back of the club's mind. You know, they're going to look mm-hmm. at this testing period, and they're going to say they're going to know if things get worse, they're going to say, this is a point where we have to then maybe consider Rodgers, but we have to look at who's out there. And look, you won't know until or if that time comes where, say, maybe Leicester are 17th and they've got four points out of six games and we're really in, looking in trouble and yeah. we've not recovered from the sale of Fahna and Tillemans looking bad uh, in terms of how he's playing, uh, his form, etc. And it's not looking great. The owners ain't going to be afraid, you know, because we, we we know their structure is 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 tight on what they can do in terms of bringing players in and out. But I don't mean they can't fork out something if they feel it's hugely necessary to save the club. They will invest that money and and, and do what necessary to pay off Brendan and bring someone in. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But you know, hopefully, I mean, they will use know. some
1: of this money to get a player in uh highfields fox has just said um 82.5 million accepted plus add-ons i don't know but i'm just looking at fabrizio here okay. and he said wesley Fofana has been key for this move he only wanted to follow his dream and join chelsea it was funny but somebody posted and you don't know how true these things are because obviously with Photoshop and everything these days, but apparently Real Madrid is his dream. So, you know, or Paris yeah. Saint-Germain, sorry, Paris Saint-Germain is his dream. So, yeah. And, and then I've just got Fabrizio here saying, Chelsea prepare a new proposal for Wesley Fafan. It will be around 75 million, still deciding the add-on structure. Deal still on, though, It through intermediaries. Other people, uh, Leicester waiting to receive the new bid to decide as for Farner only wants Chelsea. I mean, like I say, for 75, for of course, for five million, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I never thought I'd say this about my club. For five million,
2: let him go, you know. No, it's fine, yeah, wait for the 82.5. I'll say just to be an awkward club, you know, because yeah. why should we that entry? It's like, uh, and like you said, he's like one of them, it's like. It's like when, even if you even if they're your favorite comedian, it's like when a comedian goes, Oh, this is my favorite city performing And You're like, I've heard that the last three of these, mate. Stop talking out your ass. Chelsea, yeah. it was PSG, like you said, and read before, before he chose us. Yeah. And then it was a great move to come to
0: Leicester.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it's been um, Neil Moore Payer signed for Everton. I think I just read and I can't find it now. It's a five year deal. So that means he'll be moving on in a year. Uh, Terry says once I've made my mind up about anything, I stick with it. So sorry, Rogers has had his day now. Move, move over and get some fresh thought into the manager's job. Uh, David Hirsch, which, oh, it's eight hundred. Good evening, David. How are you? 80. 2, Eighty-two point five million euros, which probably is about seventy-five million. Yeah, it's
0: probably about
1: yeah. that. Though. Yeah. Uh, uh, Terry says, by the way, last 34 games played, we've won 11. Yeah, okay. But then a lot of those last 34 were last season when we didn't have a proper team because of all the injuries. So uh, now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask on this, because Paul said, mentioned this before, and I, and I don't, I, I agree with him. I probably would do, but I'm going to ask you a question. Um, he says, I'll take Canty back. Yeah. Um, I don't think Chelsea would let him go. Oh, I don't know. There's been rumours about him going. Uh, I don't know if I asked you this the other day, w- whether you would take Harry Maguire back. I actually would because, I mean, I know Chelsea fans have been up in arms because they might, be, if you don't get Fafana, they might get Maguire. I don't think he'd come back. But when when he was at Leicester, he was a, whatever, whatever he is, playing like he's playing now. He wasn't like that when he was at Leicester. He was good for us. Whatever has mm. happened, and it's not just him, look at Ronaldo, look at, you know, all these players, Man United, you know, they've ruined so many players over these last few years. Um If they said, to, you know, came to us and said, look, you know, he's available for 20000000 million, that'd snap their hand off. I mean, they won't, obviously, but I would have him
2: back in the flash. Now, see, this is where you play it smart. What you've got to do now is you've got to you've got to make a play called the Paul Pogba. And what you do is you sell them a player for about 80 million that they really, really want. And then you wait for him his contract to run out and you take him on a free. And then in two years' time after that, you're selling him back to 80 million. That's what you got well, that's what Leicester got to do if they want Anne McGuire back. Look, what would I what, in all seriousness, would I take him back for the right price? It wouldn't bother me if he played in a Leicester shirt again. He left on decentish terms. I don't think there was any bad blood spill. I, yeah, obviously we get stick when he paid for us. I mean, come on, he paid for us like literally. He paid for Man United literally. What the week after he bloody signed for them, he was always going to get stick, and he was always kind of go, "Well, we didn't need you anyway," sort of thing. Which, to be fair, he didn't like the world, up. he was a solid enough defender and a good player for us for no more than forty million, so they can get you know they can get half the money back on that receipt they've been held on to. Yeah. I might be inclined, but I, I'd rather I'd rather trust the system to look at this defender that that that's twenty seven and apparently um you know viable to come in. He comes with um quite the experience from from my understanding. So yeah, I, I'd more I'd rather go down that route than Manchester United probably would mm. try and get you know, especially if it's Leicester, they're going to try and get more, of course more out of the stitch them up for them,
1: especially knowing that we've got seventy million quid in our pockets. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there is always the argument that uh, you know, are they ever as good when they come back? You know, that's the exactly. that's that's the thing. I mean, Terry says here, and please, I've just said there. Please do get your questions in for us. The idea of this show is your show. I'm coming up with questions here because we're not getting too many in the chat. So if you've got any questions about Leicester or football in general, uh, please please ask them. Put them in the in the chat and we'll we'll get round to them. Terry says here, well, at least when Cante left, he left on such a good note. He popped back now and then to see his old teammates. I, you see, I don't agree with that, Terry. I I hate you, when he left because a he couldn't wait, and well, he he went. You know, I, I bet. I bet his BMW still had petrol in the tank by the time he signed for Chelsea. That's how quickly he went. He could. It took him about nearly just short of a month to write a letter back, and then it didn't even say. It, you know, it was I am so grateful to the football club of Leicester. No, it's Leicester City Football Club. Now, whether he wrote that to his agent, get it. You know, <laughs> that shows no respect for the company at all. It, uh, for the club, sorry, at all. So no, I wasn't impressed with um, with Canti when he left, uh, but obviously t- over time it's mellowed and what have you. Um, you know, like used to you know. Um, so I, I don't know what your thoughts are on Canty, but yeah, I definitely have him back. It certainly he left on a better note than Mahrez or
2: or, or Fafana are. Uh, I mean, honestly, this might sound like a shock, but I wouldn't I wouldn't take him back. Um, I think we struck gold with the closest replacement to Fofana with um, wolf, Wilfred and Didi. Now, yeah, I'm not saying that they're on the same level as Talon, um, but wolf has got a few more years on him than Kante has. And to be honest with you, you know, these dime-a-dozens to replace... You know, you're blessed if you're you're able to get close to these sort of talents that come in. Um And yeah, basically, I just wouldn't. I I, I like I like Kante. I like what he did, and I, I he's a talented player. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm happy with Wilfred and Didi. You know, like I said, we're going to have the same problem with Vardy. We're going to high him on such a, a high pedestal that. um and um, that, uh, you know, he might seem irreplaceable to a lot, but I think that's the bangiest up job we've done. You know, we talk about as being in, replace- has been not easy to replace. We obviously, clearly, from what we've heard, missed out on a chance to replace him with and finally find that settled. We, ha- we still, even with Nacho and Dakar, aren't certain if we're going to have a replacement or two replacements ready to do the job for when Barney does retire in like 2046 um indeed he's been an absolute class since the day uh, the day he joined so i'm more than happy to keep him now and i wouldn't want him to lose his place to kante
1: there's always a thing like i've just said before is um you know when players come back we we were, for me i would look at kante and i'd be saying well if kante's back we're going to win the league again you know, if you are comparing and I, I know we wouldn't, but you know, it for me, when you're looking at the players and you are looking at okay, what did they do when they were last with us? Right? Mm-hmm. Could that be repeated? No, it won't. And that's the no. problem. We would always be saying, Well, he's not as good as he used to be, but just taking up your point on Indeedy, I would have Kante over an Indeedy twelve
2: times out of ten. So see so I wouldn't. Because at Mm. least he's been loyal. Uh, At least I wouldn't be afraid of Kante deciding to go and have Wilfred deciding after two seasons back at Leicester that, you know, oh, suddenly PSG want me. Oh, I'm off, see you later. I don't know. Wilfred's showing that he'd stick around. There's been times when he's been talked with moves to Liverpool and he's not batted an eyelid, he's focused on Leicester. I I look at this in a whole rounded situation. Honestly, if Kante came back within two seasons, he could go for one year or two seasons at PSG. And he'd be like, yeah. see later, I'm off. I don't think Wolf would do that to us. I, I do yeah. think Wolves are one of a, a very limited, good good bunch when it comes to commitment to a club.
1: And I just think sometimes, though, I think he got compared to, uh, to, to, to Kante when he joined and he did have an excellent first season. But... I think as well, Kante, when he came to us, and this is what I'm saying about when you find out more about things, then, you know, you you kind of soften your approach a little bit. But, you know, for me, as much as I didn't like the way he left, he had that written into his contract when we signed him.
0: Yeah. yeah, So in
1: fairness to the guy, you know, it's like, you know, when we went and said, here's 30 million for Perez, whether Newcastle wanted to keep him or not, and looking back, they probably were like, "Seriously, yes, <laughs> please." Um, yeah, no, I jest. I said I wasn't going to do that this season. So, I just wanted to read something out. There, this is this was quite interesting that I read uh, earlier, and I, I did tweet it. I don't know if you saw it at all, Brad. But after Arsenal agreed to farm out Nicholas Pepe on loan to Nice. An extraordinary pattern of transfer activity was completed this summer. It meant that Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal have all allowed their club record sign-ins who cost a combined £313.5 million to depart without a single penny recouped in transfer fees.' There was little surprise that these four members of England's big six have been left trailing in the wake of Manchester City and Liverpool in recent seasons with such with such haphazard and shambolic recruitment. And I, I know, I know before anybody says, Yeah, you know, Slamani, I'll oh, go 30 million right off on him. But I mean, if that was a business, you'd be you'd be you'd be
2: out of business, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, the, the book kind of stops at the club with Chelsea's one, doesn't it? I mean, he never really seemed too interested in his return before it even before the plane had even touched down um you know touched down in london you know airport he was already texting texting into man like a like a like a lost ex saying i miss you i want you back you know but yeah. <laughs> he made that he made them yeah. videos and comments didn't he so that yeah. was a train wreck um for them and these clubs sometimes are a master of their own downfalls. I mean, I said it in my show about Popper. How do you sign? How do you let someone, you know, bad enough letting someone go for free? All right. They're a youngster. You might miss a trick. Maybe they should listen to Fergie, whatever. But when you buy him back for 80, how do you let him go for nothing? That's just bad business. That's just the Glazers and how little of a SHIT they give for the club. And Mm. and, then, You know, I do feel sorry for Manchester United fans with the Glazer situation. I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm not. This isn't towards fans; this is towards the club general. But them two clubs have shot themselves in the foot. It's not how, you know, that is embarrassing. Bad ways to do your business, and you read what you. So, um, so yeah. at least I don't have to spell that. Just, <laughs> at least I have to write that up because I spelled I, I couldn't spell it, but I can say read like a, <laughs> reap <what I> sow. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna
1: jump on to Terry's comment here. Then I'll go back and catch up a few questions. Well, first of all, Scott says I agree with you, Brad, about Kanti. Also, look at Mendy how he has been. He's signing a deal when he really rarely gets a game. Uh, I want to put this point about Terry. Uh, it says here's his question. I'll say I'll, I'll have a go first, and then I'll pass it over to yourself to to tear it to bits. Do you think Toppy's struggling now? when money not so readily available pre-Covid, I'm thinking about the decision of the cost of a matchday ticket. Surely Vichai wouldn't not do it, i.e. is top himself a little bit out of his depth. Now, for me, uh, no, not at all, Terry. How many clubs in the... Pre- we came up from the Championship and we did not put the price of a season ticket up. How many clubs would do that? Not many, I wouldn't. I wouldn't guess. Um, we then didn't have a price increase on tickets for six or seven years. How many clubs oh. have done that? Oh. And yet now, I'm not saying you are Terry, but a lot of people are moaning because we've put the price up. But it is post-COVID. I'm sorry, the the cost of fish and chip takeaway at my local has gone up since that because they were they lost a lot of money, you know. I I I mean, what is it's something like £4 a game or something like that. You know, I'm not being awful. After seven years of having no price rises, I think that is... is I think you can turn around and say, you know, yeah. thank you. Pay for the beer. I tell you what, next time you get a free beer or whatever, you just put a, a quid in the don- you know, donation tin or something. Plus, Top isn't out of his depth. What you said earlier, and I said before, you know, it was Top that convinced his dad to let Nigel Pearson stay. If Top hadn't yeah. done that, would we have got, you know, had that season where we, we went through and, and, and got promoted? Probably not, because a new boy, boss would have come in and changed everything round. And Top has got to, and as much as I am critical of him for not, or the club for not coming out and backing Brendan and saying stuff, which was what they actually also said on Sky this morning. I'm thinking I said it first. But, um, you know, he's got king if king power fails, Leicester City fail. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I've been there, like I said, I worked for a travel company, we were making money, but we were owned by a leisure group that included casinos, etc., and they were losing money, and we um uh not, you know, um, you know, we went bust because they went bust, no matter how much money we were making. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, so and Terry, just to hear, I'm not bothered. I'm just dreaming up questions to discuss. No, brilliant, Terry. We do appreciate, and that's why I said yeah. I wasn't blaming and saying that this was you. But you know,
2: but to, to be honest with you, though, I kind of agree and disagree with Terry at the same point. I do, I do agree with you. I, I don't think he's, you know, in over his head on a lot of things in terms of running their business keeping the King Power uh, business going, keeping turning a profit. I think he he's, I do think, though, despite his experience, he's still young. He, he's, he's still take, learning to take over the reins from his father, God rest him. And, and that's not an easy task. That's not an easy thing to do. And I think he's very fortunate, like we are blessed as a club, to have them as owners, uh, uh, that he's got a lot of support and guidance around him. And he's still working off his father's blueprints, which is why we're pushing for expansion of the stadium. We're mm. pushing for hotel to be built and that that design plan. And I think he's very fortunate that he's got that in play that's going to help him for the next three or four years of running this club and getting better at running this club. And I'm not saying he's not good at running this club, but what I'm saying is there are still departments that even he would admit they are a little bit over his head that he's maybe left other people well alone with in charge. Were you in charge of this before my, dad, before my dad passed away? Brilliant. For now, until I learn more about it, I don't want to stick my nose in on something I'm not an expert in. I'm still He's still new to this. He's still new to this world. No matter if he was learning from his dad at a young age, he's still new to being a business owner, an owner of a club. And I I, I do agree with you in the fact that he's not over his head in running the King Power, most certainly not. And he's doing a tremendous job to get that, that that company back on track. And like you said, your local chip is putting 40p on a bag of chips extra. What are you expecting these to do as a business? You, yeah. you can't have yeah. good owners and not and have to stick around. But in some aspects, he even he would admit he might be over his head. But he's got a, a great working connection with his, the family he has and, and and the staff that he has and that we, will help him through. And we, say,
1: we must remember that when we say "in top this, top that, top the other," that and I don't know how to pronounce. I'm probably going to pronounce this. totally wrong and I (laughs) apologise I know he's not watching but if he was is it Awat Um, his younger brother is there to help him he's now vice chairman so in the running of King Power and running of all these other things it is a family concern so he is the the, the figurehead if you like and as much as Vichai was the figurehead when he was God rest his soul before he passed away you know Top was really involved. I'd probably say Top ran it more than probably Vichai did, um, in a lot of
2: ways. Um, I mean, Top was definitely like the, the the poster of the of the club, wasn't he? Because yeah. his dad, yeah. we know, didn't like really doing interviews,
0: which no. is fine.
2: Which I loved about him. It was just he was just he just didn't want to take all the the, the attention. I I did look. We all loved that about him in that way. But lovely, he, lovely, you know, yeah. I, I, but we have to remember that when you're just the front face, and you're, the, the, you know, you're kind of like Mm. the word down from, 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 from up top. Now you're no longer that, you know, we're, we're also still seeing him at games, but we saw, we saw them both at games anyway, but we're seeing a little bit less of him than we probably saw when he was being his father's understudy and learning the business. And this is what he's got to pick up on. And like you said, his brother's in now. I'm sure their mother is still, very much involved. It still is as well. I bad. think there's
1: quite a yeah. few that are sort of on the yeah. board. I mean, it should be. So, yeah, it's not... It is a, club. Yeah, it is a family collective that, that is kind yeah. of running. Although, like we say, top is, the, you know, the the the, the 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 figurehead, if you like. And as I yes. say, I, if, if it means that we have to tighten our belts for a season, maybe even two seasons, and we come out at the bottom, at, at the end of this, with still a football club to support, then I, w- I will be happy. In top, we trust, as they say. I don't want to be like a um, uh, Barcelona, like I say, where we've got all these players and they're having to sell off bits of their empire to pay for that. Um, I don't want to be like Leeds, risking everything to get into Europe and when we're failing to do so, having to yeah. sell players off, you know, and, and go and basically go bust. We've been bust, we know what it's like. Once, twice we've been bust, you know. Um yeah. and then I don't want to be a derby, you know, who who risked everything and, and basically put the kitchen sink and the family house and his, you know, the daughter's hand on getting into the Premier League, not happening, and look where Derby are now. So yeah.
2: Not um, if Derby would be Derby right now.
1: Yes, exactly. Scott says here, uh, which plays do you think will leave by the end of the window? I've just written down here earlier, I said, wouldn't it be funny if Fafana goes and Tielemans doesn't? Because Arsenal have come out and said, I'll um, it, we're not buying anybody else now,
2: possibly. So... Wow, well, yeah, yeah, we've heard that before. Um, I don't think there's any games out there that that I haven't already been spoken about. Samore was apparently understandably left out the squad because he's going to Monaco or that deal's being done behind the closed-doors where they fully focus on for this Fafana scenario right now. But that's going on kind of hush-hush, silently in the background sort of thing. Uh, Vestergaard, um, if, especially if the rumours are out and that we're going to use this Fafana money to kind of 50-50 between the club and, and, and replacing him. Um, best of guard um, maybe someone like Brunt going on loan but I feel like Brennan would like to keep Brunt around to keep you know developing and experiencing the first team action um, you know time, time will tell but yeah apart from the usual names I really can't see anybody else being sh- shit on in, in this window I, I, in terms of view I think it'd be really funny. I was talking to someone. Um, I was talking to someone earlier, and I said, "Wouldn't it be funny with all these antics?" Two things: if Leicester, if A. Tillman suddenly at the end of the window announced he signed an extension with Leicester to put their mind at ease, and if Fafana, Chelsea played with Fafana as a Leicester player, we go and beat them four or five nil, and Fafana just tweeted something like, "It was just banter." You know, because he <laughs> realizes <laughs> <him." laughs> He yeah. starts regretting life actions. I don't know, but that was uh. that was more in But yeah, it would be weird, wouldn't it, if, if come September 2nd. As the
1: guy said in- when I was speaking to him this morning, he said, We're only three games in and it's a weird season already. And I think it is gonna be a weird season, it is gonna be a, a long season. Um as I say, if, if this Let's hope this gets sorted out. Maybe if Arsenal aren't going to come in, and, you know, Brendan might be saying now, I mean, I'm just looking what he's saying on... Uh, um, net, uh, Arsenal not expecting any more transfer signings this summer with Pedro Neto and Yuri Tielemann's deal stalling. Um, you've then got Leicester Mercury. Leicester City hoping for yuri Tielemann's clarity amid Arsenal transfer talk. We'll see. I mean, I think at least at least Yor is still playing for us, and at least you know, although he's playing badly, but at least he's, he's putting the effort in. Um, did you know
2: what? That would be really funny, now, wouldn't it? You know, you mentioned earlier about Fafana being on the bench, whatever for Chelsea or Manchester United. But wouldn't it be really funny if, after like the Arsenal fans saying that, let's just say Fafana went, obviously well before the Manchester United game. In fact, the Manchester United game, though we announced, Tillman's on like a, a two year extension. We got to post that out before kickoff. That would that, be that that, that, would that be that's a little bit, isn't it, mate? That's kind of wishful
1: uh, this, that, thinking. That, that would get this. That would definitely get old. Philbert going. <laughs> We're going to do some more questions And we will do them um, Straight after this Hello, Matt Elliott here Hi, Alan Smith here Hey guys, Ian Hume
0: here Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV For all the latest Leicester City news and information You can also
1: subscribe on YouTube And various social media channels For the latest updates and news On Leicester City Football Club
0: Come on, you foxes.
1: Yeah, if you are new, please do press that subscribe button and smash the likes. We've got eight likes and 19 in watching at the moment. So please, please smash those likes. It really does help with where YouTube plays the channel in trying to find out. And like I say, if you have got an odd couple of minutes and you've got nothing to do, why not nip over to footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting uh, find the best new content creator section which is top right just out of interest and stick in left till I die in there it's free it doesn't cost you anything but it would make a big difference to even to get even to get into the final final few you know uh be like the Oscars I might have to buy a bow tie I don't know <laughs> I don't I know I'm not going to get that far but uh uh I've, I can be saving my money So yeah Scott, I mean Scott is very much um but a a fan of bringing the youth through I can I've seen thought of these questions all the time that he you know is a great fan of that you know there's so many players that have gone out on loan I mean somebody's just gone out on loan again um Brad, the goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realise got another goalkeeper, you know. I mean, yeah. We must have
0: a
2: goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I remember rightly, he's gone to the, the, you know, the better Nottingham, hasn't he? It's a yes. sort of thing. gone to the better. Yes. Bet, the county. Thing. The county side, yeah. yeah. The Nottingham yeah. County yeah. rather than the Notts Forest. Yeah. He's taken the lesser of two evils. He's gone to the Knox County.
1: But there is um, a lot of players leaving now on loan deals. And I think we've kind of, and I could be wrong here, we've seen Ward come through. Then I mean, I know he wasn't through the academy, which, which meant that Iverson's come through. So it's given yeah. him the opportunity. We've seen Jewsbury Hall. We've seen Luke Young. Uh, I think the next batch... Are
2: those that are currently going out on loan? It seems that way. The way the club's been progressing them. I mean, Chilwell was the same when he was here. Uh, Barnes is a product of the youth. Uh, I know he's a bit older, but this still shows that you know the Leicester trend hasn't changed too much in terms of that. And um, yes, we've imported a few. You know, Wesley the Snake Profana, uh, might might be a snake, but he's twenty, you know, twenty one years of age. James Justin, not an Academy product, but taken from Luton Town. Um, it just fits the mentor. And again, you're looking at these players. You know, I, I, I would wonder, maybe Southampton, maybe maybe the odd club or two around in the Premiership might say the same, but I would like to know how many fans um, feel that their club take an interest in, and, and believe in promoting their own youth from within. I know there's mm-hmm. a handful of clubs that seem to do it, but I am... I'm not talking to someone who's got 400 youth players to choose from or, or class them as youth players like certain clubs might have. But, you know, maybe looking at like Everton, and players like that, it, it seems to be slowly being a trend. I'm glad we've set something like that. Yeah, as a, yeah, a yeah.
1: And, and like, you know, but I think letting them go out and get that regular football... Yes. ...only benefits us. I mean, look at Harvey Barnes when he came yeah. back from West Brom. He probably saved twelve job that season, although obviously not for any longer than that. But, you know, it. I mean, I'm just looking here. We were talking about him before, Callum hudson Madoy at Chelsea. 21-year-old, he's a winger. Um, uh, He's fallen down the pecking order. And, you know, Alan Hutton, I think he's an ex-player, says it's important that Chelsea allow Callum Hudson-Modoy a loan transfer amid reported interest from Leicester City. Uh it was left out of Thomas Tuchel's match day squad in their opening game against Everton, uh, before being an unused substitute for the next two games. Uh, although Newcastle, Bruce, Lee, Dortmund and Southampton are also said to be interested. I mean, that that would fit our um mantra, wouldn't it? That would fit, you know, the fact that he's young in he's he's coming yeah. through. You know, again, I, I would say, you know, firm in the deal.
2: Um, I suppose. Well, look, I mean, I don't think it's even a necessary to do that. No matter how awkward Chelsea have been when it's come to this current negotiation deal, if you look over our history of transfers, you would actually say we've got quite a, real, a decent, uh, formidable working relationship with Chelsea when it comes to players. You know, Drinkwater, Kante, Chilwell, is it from the other direction? You know, we, we look at the, the transfer actions and then and, and, and that over the years, I'm sure there's more as well that just you who know, I'm thinking of right now that we, we've either acquired or got through um, that um for, from Chelsea. I wouldn't be surprised if we sold them for Fana, got the add-ons and then turned around and maybe looked at uh, hudson Doy. Mm-hmm. It would be an option. It's just... It All depends where he's at because he's not, like I said to you, yes, he's 21, which will benefit him and give give you more hope than that. But, um, what was his name? Um, was it Musonda or something like that? Who was that? Um, was that Belgian that they had that was sort of the same that they thought um, was going to be really good, and it, I think it was. He was linked with signing for Leicester at one point. Someone had cropped, they'd cropped the picture of him staying on the pitch and shaking out his hand when they used to go and walk out to the middle of the pitch. It was a Chelsea striker. Batswai, was it? Was it him? I might be thinking. Well, why right. he could have been. Yeah. yeah. I don't... You know, we've seen... That was it. Michy Batswai. I think they might have had a player whose name I said earlier it was the same move but I'm sure he was like a <laughs> I hope he doesn't go that way. Yeah.
1: But... Um... No. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, worry, yeah. I, If I don't read it out, it's just a general hi. How how are you doing? I mean, I'm I'm going to put this one up because um, Scott says, "Is there a vote for a granddad or dad jokes?" And well, you heard it before. It's given me the opportunity to play this, really, hasn't it? <laughs> I'm watching too much TikTok, aren't I? <laughs> That's my trouble. Just a
0: smidgen.
1: Just a smidgen. Right. Just, just a, just a smidgen. Um, right. Um, then let's have a look at the next question. Um, there we go. Do you think that if DACA, this is from David, do you think that if Dakar comes good and gets close to levels that Vardy reaches, the better teams will know how to play versus him just to know his 40-year speed and not magical moments?
2: Like matters, um, yeah, I'm sure they they will. But if you're going to become a very good footballer or better, especially in the Premier League, that when that time comes out, just like it's had to with Vardy, he will have to learn and develop his game to make that tricky. We 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 said for a number of years and a lot of opposition. Players or and even ex-pros that have had to play against them and you know, have, have been sick of them that much. They've clearly retired because of the trauma Vardy's caused them. Um, but um, no, um, you know, sometimes it's easy to see how to stop them. It's, it's executing it that could be the problem. You know, Vardy's pace, even at thirty-five, is still something that defenders say it's easy. You no, know? but
1: let, let's be honest though, Brad. I mean, any club we well, play is before. worth their salt. I think you froze then, mate. I don't. I started because I you thought you'd finish. No,
2: no, you're fine. On my end, mate. Just your screen.
1: Um. So I'd apologise then. No worries, um, no
0: worries.
1: If if we're playing a team, if that team is worth their salt, they would be have done enough work on on our team to know what these different players will be bringing to the pitch. You know, and they'll say, "Right, well, yeah. we're well, playing in Acho. You need to be doing him. But if, he, if, he, if they play DACA, then he's going to play. So they'll, they'll, they'll know. And then it's like yeah. you say, it's up to the
2: players to be able to
1: adapt and, and move things around yeah. a little bit.
2: Yeah. But again, like I said, it's easy knowing how a person or a team's going mm. to play when they make certain um, either changes at halftime or in game, or they line up a different way. They line up, a, you know, it's easy for us sitter and go, oh, right, Leicester are playing... Oh, God, Leicester are playing three at the back. Well, at least we know Castagne and Justin are going to be pushing up the ball because that's what Leicester do when they play three at the back. Uh, oh, they're playing Natcho and, uh, and Dakar. Well, we know that Natcho is going to hold the ball. We know that. Chelsea, Man United, Newcastle, doesn't matter. They're going to know that. It's a whole different ball game trying to stop the quality of the player being able to execute what they want to do because there's a reason they've lined up that because they want to do that and that's how they're going to try and score the goals and whatever. And it's mm. the same for us we could look at oppositions we know what maybe Arsenal are going to do if they put Gabriel Hill Susan we sure as hell saw it so we should have seen it coming probably rips us apart we've dealt with it enough at Man City to have an idea how to get the or well, Arteta might get the best out of him so I'm sure Brendan set up a game plan on the strategy to try and stop it it just ain't that easy when it's a quality player and they do Indeed. that too. And, and, and that's the counter argument uh, it's not as easy it's easy when it's on paper but if games not played on paper; it is yeah. played on the pitch, and sometimes exactly you like, clash yeah, your they'll clash. They'll, be, the they'll be
1: ready for Dakar, though they'll be re- they'll they're worth the salt. Terry says, yeah, here's another one. In view of our current league position, would you and Brad have reservations about expanding the stadium? Um, you don't. You, you you can never say we're not going to go down. I mean, I don't no, think no. we'll go down, but we've seen bigger teams than us go down. Um, that, that said um we we won't know until i mean there's supposed to be now a meeting in september that will give us the green light or the red light whichever way they decide to go i would say for me we've got to, we've got to expand the stadium because we've got to grow organically and that you know will affect the size of our stadium will affect you know the ffp what we have to accept is though we're only adding 8000 seats onto it or or something like that And when that is done, we are still only half the size of Old Trafford. So, you know, we have to remember this. And I was reading, I think I read out to you yesterday, Brad, that if we do get into Europe, UEFA's FFP restrictions are a lot harsher than the FA ones are. So, you know, we have to be careful. Now, whether we would then say, well, maybe we should put everything else on hold, but then again, you know, at what point do you not? Because Arsenal were in this position last year, and look where they ended up. The stadium itself would go ahead if you're going to put anything on hold. I'd probably say it would be the, you know, all the extras, the hotel, and the arenas, and the shops, and all that.
2: Yeah, yeah, true. And, and again, to be fair, putting it up to forty thousand would put us in the same bracket as Stamford Bridge and Goodison Park that have seen the test of time. Goodison Park, as with, with with that, and and that's how. You know, it's only the odd grand that it'd be, you know, mete- meteoric rise in terms of attendance, jumping up from 40 to like 60, 70, 80s and 90,000 to, 90, to what But, you know, there's never a right time to do it, is there? Look, what happened when we agreed to, uh, got our stadium plan for the King Power? What were Leicester doing? They were winning cups. They were getting to knockouts in Europe, weren't they the qualifiers? We were top ten side. We had O'Neill at the helm. You know, we were like Hakuna Matada, mate. Don't matter, we need a new stadium. Brilliant. We're gonna li- li- literally this season it was completed. We're playing in the championship. You take that risk. If you want mm. to expand with the club, you've you've got to know that we're gonna play. And like you said, no too big to go down. We're never gonna be comfortable enough to think we're not gonna get relegated, even if we even with what we've done in the last three seasons. It's just a case of you might as well do it because let's say the worst did happen. The stability of the club and its finances situation and, and whatnot would, would a probably mean that would be fine to bounce straight back up and b something to can kind of come unstuck here is These contracts that we keep talking about saying, Oh, we're well, priced in players that move. Well, you, you're not going to, a championship player is going to want to keep his hundred, his 80, 60 grand a week and not take a cut. So it, you know, but I don't think that's going to happen anyway. I still think we should go through with with the stadium plan anyway because I just, as much as I don't see it, and I, I obviously can't rule it out. But I, I, I think this is the safest time you're probably going to get to to, to do it because this squad of plays even without Yorin and Fafana, uh, and even without Brendan at the helm, someone else at the helm could should should easily be comfortable this season. Yes, um, definitely. Regardless definitely. of how it started. Yeah.
1: Uh, Just wanted to go back in time a little bit. Those of you that remember sort of in the off-season, I had a guest on, uh, Mr. Rodri Giggs, who is obviously the brother of Ryan and is a big Manchester United fan. And he um, said at the end, I said, like, you know, look forward to seeing, you know, we'll meet you in the FA Cup final sort of thing. And he said, oh, no, I'd, (laughs) I'd be hoping for a stronger test than that. So I have just I've just messaged him saying worried about Thursday yet I'll let you know if he replies to me um, because I don't think he may be as confident now as he was a few weeks ago. Um, James said here, apart from Brendan Rodgers' future, what now for Leicester City this season? It will be interesting to see. On Thursday we play Man United. And in why we are playing a game, with the only club, well, obviously us and Man United, we are playing on deadline day, transfer window deadline day. I know it's BT and it's Sky, but what the fuck are we doing playing? How can we do any deals if the manager and everybody else is up, uh, is hosting Man United? I just, I don't get it. I don't get that at all. But no, it will be, no, be interesting after that, Brad, I think, if... Yeah, You know, we're saying, like, well, once the window shuts and it all calms down, there'll be no sort of, you know... We know whether we've got Yuri for another six months and all this, that, and the other. And that... If we don't see an improvement, then I do worry.
2: Mm.
1: Because it seems like every time we put an excuse up, we don't, you know, correct, you know, ourselves, um, if that makes sense. But, I mean, for me... I would be happy with a top ten finish this year and a decent one, of the, you know, a decent running one of the cups. And there's been a lot of, I mean, we've got Newport in case Mike's in in the next round of the uh, Caribou. There's a lot of Premier games, teams playing each other.
2: Yeah, it still worries me that we've got Newport in a third round of competition again, especially with how things are currently in terms of form and, and the strain between fans and the, and the manager. Uh, in in terms of the fans losing time and faith with Brendan, yeah. me, me and you being two new additions to that side of things. Um, not that Brendan's counting, I'm sure he's not, but um, I'm with you. If things don't improve, once all the excuses have been dried up and, 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 and drained, then um, I'll be a bit more concerned. But you feel that, you know, people say, who would want to come? Why, why would they want to come to us? Well, you know, you say, you know, these managers recognised clubs for its history and what they've been doing recently, there's a lot of people that still talk Leicester up in a good way, saying they, they are trying to be and want to be a big club and you, they're very ambitious. We hear it all the time from our owners' mouths, well, through the person who, the messenger, the, you know, don't shoot the messenger, but that, that's what they say, that the owners are keen to keep the ambition of the club. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you know it's like a transfer room, isn't it? People maybe mm-hmm. laughed at the idea of fafana going chelsea at the start turns out we're being absolutely swindled by a scary little french rap but i'll say no more on Flop Farner. um i hope we beat his nine his new club nine nil i'm not sour but you could say the same about the manager who laughed when ranieri got appointed okay i know that's what's quite everybody thought it was a ridiculous move, and he was going to fail but in terms of a big name and what he accomplished at chelsea it was still laughed at as like no, it's some people were still saying, No way would you get him. And it's not, no man is like the round's of possibility to, to, to a degree, but um, it's like it's like know, people saying, well, um, you know, why would
1: Poch come to, to Leicester? I mean, it was why would anybody go to any club? And it's a Premier League club, yeah, um, at the end absolutely. of the day. And when you sign for a club. And then I, I always thought, you know, why do why do managers sign for Watford? Because they know that it's the worst job in football and you're not going to be there very long. Exactly. And they know that if they go in and they fail, that that will still come in because they're going to get a huge payoff. You know, yeah. I mean, Mourinho, Mourinho could retire on, you know, what he has earned in payoffs, let alone his normal wage. You know, so, you know, Poch could come to us and... Mm. You know, if he came to us, I'd, 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 I I'd know that he would be coming for maybe two or three seasons max. He has got unfinished in the Premier League, but like Sam I mean, it's going to be an interesting... It's going to be an interesting yeah. season. David said, you recently did a show to improve on how... You know, ideas on how to improve the atmospheric at games. We did. It was a uh, DMU student who was doing it for his thesis. Uh, but do you feel that Leicester fans are generally just not as rab- rabid as Liverpool or Everton without much encouragement just uh, seemed to just be very loud well first of all I think you've got to say that they've got bigger stadiums than us so they will be generating more noise and when we moved to the what was then the walkers I don't know why Leicester's trending on Twitter by the way I wonder why um, when we moved to 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 the walkers that they said everybody chose sort of you know half the singing section went here half the singing section went there I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, well, why? Why wasn't sort of, you know, one of the fan clubs, you know, or, or play, you know, fans consortium saying, right, yeah, you know, let's get all, let's say we all sit together, what have you? So I don't get that, and I don't think this sitting down makes any difference. I don't think getting rid of the clappers, as what was one of his other ideas, makes any difference. I think that was just saving a million pound a game, or whatever it was, um, probably not a million, but um i i i i can remember many a time when i went to vilbert street and it was it was like a morgue so i don't think it, i think it's just the size of the stadium and a winning team
2: i think maybe it's also just been the the way i think we we never shied away from that um title as being the forever underdogs uh as, as a side and it's not always pretty we don't always played the prettiest eye-catching of football uh and it was you know as much as it was fast paced we didn't even play the most eye catching of football when we won the league and that sounds bonkers to say because we went on to one but it wasn't it was nitty-gritty it was getting stuck in it was hitting teams on on the on the break scoring goals uh it wasn't like we were doing flicks and tricks and it wasn't like we had big name players at the club we've always been quite humble throughout haven't we in that Mm. sense you know uh in in the sense of yeah we've had a Cambiasso come and go from the club here and there but we've never reached them heights and i'd like to feel that we're more focused on the game and we know what we're capable of and that and and old habits die hard and maybe that's why we're not as boisterous as we were i mean we, we it it it's easy to pick up on a great atmosphere when it's going well, but when you, you know, when, when it's not going well, you feel it through the crowd. You know, there's a reason that the players insist that the crowd generates a 12th man. And, and yeah. we saw it last year, didn't we? When, when Leicester were playing nervous and we were nervous where the next three points were going to come because we were on such a bad run, that when it finally did happen, it, the, the, the result wasn't met with a massive cheer, like, yeah, there's another win in the boo who's six on the bounce or whatever. When we were breaking the records, like they are going out of fashion, it was met with a, oh, thank God for that. Oh, there's three points on the board. And that's what will happen if it happens, you know, this weekend or Thursday or yeah. the weekend I mean, after it, or whatever. The
1: two seasons I think I could say when I actually thought the atmosphere was quite good at Leicester was one in the, um, when we won the championship under Nigel Pearson and the second one, when we won the premier league under Ranieri, what's the common denominator there? We were winning and we were playing good attacking football. football. And you could argue that, that, that the, the 12 stroke Rogers way of playing football doesn't get you excited. And, and no, it doesn't, you know, because you can only get it. You can only get excited if you are excited by something, But also, the other thing I would say is I can remember I didn't get a ticket to the FA Cup, so I couldn't go to that. But I went to the Community Shield. And having sat for nearly two seasons, watching games on telly, where I'm having to watch it with fake fan noise, because I just could not watch it without any background noise at all. Mm, It was just weird. It was like watching a training match at Seagrave. Um, It seemed loud, (laughs) because suddenly he got all the fans back. Uh, yeah.
0: You've no,
1: I I think think never been the
2: most vocal, have we, like you said? No, and I think that has to be taken into account what you just brought in there. For a lot of people, even though they're managing to maybe get out and get to a game, it's still still a little bit nerve-wracking being around it. And I know some people might stig at that, but it's, it's, a, it's been a long few years for people. You shouldn't stig at that if you are doing it, because some people might be able to feel comfortable to get out, but you might notice that they're a bit rushed to the seat. They don't maybe not staying down and talking like they used to. They want to just get there and watch the game and, and go home. They want to enjoy the day, but they're still getting used to being back in the crowd again. Like you said, that 9,000 or whatever it was that was at the Southampton in the semi-finals and, and that turned up throughout the, the, the FA Cup and, and the Community Shield, that was, that was something that was, that was surreal to us. It was like we'd never heard a crowd before because we'd gone so yeah. long without crowds being there. So... Um, I remember, I one commentator good.
1: actually said that the crowd were booing the referee, and he went, "Oh, it's great to have the crowd back." Yeah, he <laughs>
2: did. I thought. remember that. I remember
1: that. <laughs> uh, and the other thing as well, it's I, I go to, a, I go to Bournemouth, I go to Southampton because they're down here to Brighton. I say all along this the, the coast that I've gone to, to away matches at, and Burnley. When I used to go to Burnley when I lived in Burnley, and Leicester used to come, I used to go there. And it's amazing that when you're with the away fans, how often they actually do sing, you know, are you there? And, you know, we can't hear you and all that. And you can't because the away fans, because it's only what a tenth of probably the whole ground, um, they may seem to make more noise because I can remember when we went to Southampton when we won, okay, we won 9-0. Again, the clues in there, win, we sing a lot, but we never stopped singing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> as soon as
1: one song finished, another one. I lost my voice at the end of the thing. And yeah. I, and I think that's a thing to remember as well. It's not just us that are quiet. I think a lot of a lot of clubs are, but yeah, if you go to Newcastle, if you go to Liverpool, Man United, let's be honest with you, it's like a bloody library these days. And uh I Don't know if Anthony's still in, but Arsenal always has been. I've, I've seen yeah. I've more noise in the graveyard than I have at the
2: Emirates, um, even when you beat a yeah. score
1: too, mate. Yeah, but uh, uh,
2: uh, again, sorry, I was just going to add on to that, that, that. People also forget there is a big difference between an away day crowd and a home crowd because you go as a home crowd, and a minority will be like the away end, they'll go out, they'll have a jolly up before the game. They'll get there and they'll get drunk and around just to have a good day. They're not, they're trying to remember football if they're lucky, but that's what in the way ends like. Yes, there'll be a few going for the experience and won't be drinking or taking the kids or whatever, but the majority of the way in fans, they're out there to have a blast and, and lose their day. As a home fan, the pressure's on. You want to see your team win and you're probably more focused on the game. And again, like you said, compactness of, of mm. a couple of thousand compared to. Twenty thousand spread around singing. It's always going to sound louder because, you know, natural ways of air sounds and how they work play a part as well. Indeed, indeed. Don't
1: forget, guys, uh, I'm one off just making it 1.39 and one on 1.389 at the moment. If you haven't subbed yet, please do press that sub button. The lights have gone up as well. I appreciate that. And if you are subbed, please do uh, smash the lights because it does help, like I say, it does really help the algorithms about where people see us. The more likes we get, the more times we pop up and that, you know, on people's sort of searches, and therefore, obviously, it is better for us. We'll answer that question about George Hurd straight after this. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. All right, Chum. But right, we'll get through these quickly now because we've gone to an hour and a half, and I've realized there are a lot of uh, messages afterwards. So uh George Hurst is at Leicester, he's not out alone at the moment. I don't know, I d I don't hear people raving about him like they used to rave about Harvey Barnes. Now
2: when um, I think he's right down another league with, with Portsmouth. Um there was there was a little bit of spark mate talk about him. Um I think some maybe have been expecting him to. Um, um, well, that's just not saying anything. Um, you know, there was maybe an expectation to go back out alone. But the thing is, is what you have got to remember: you've got to care for your academy. And if you send all the great pr- prospecting youngsters out, even if it is to a League Two side, you know, um, you're going to leave your under twenty threes, bless them, in the firing line up to get. Yeah relegated and that's not going to do your development any good. So you need to balance that end of things as well. You can't go send in eight or nine youngsters out all on loan and, you know, even if you send like four of them, only if some of them are going to get a chance to shine in that first team next season. And I think that's why we've got Brunt in the first team and, and maybe why a few names that did okay out on loan last season are still staying with the under-23s because it probably benefits then better to keep learning the the less the way before a line move
1: and i think when you've been out as george Hurst has uh, i mean i just um i'll just close the window But i'm just trying to see um you know he was at portsmouth 21 22 he was at rotherham he played 31 games for rotherham in 2020 21 um just see what his goal scoring is like because um goals here we go uh, fifteen. Uh, sorry, no goals in thirty-two appearances for Rotherham. Oh, <laughs> but nineteen in forty-six for League a uh, uh, League One Portsmouth. But sometimes when you send these players out on loan, like you just said, then you sort to remember that they're going to the 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 sign to Leicester City. We're not yes. like Chelsea where we can send. 30 kids out on loan every season because we're just stopping people from, you know, we're we're getting them to stop other people buying them. But, you know, at some point you've got to say, hang on, have a season at Leicester. Let's have a look at your close hand. Now you've had a season out on loan. Let's assess where you are. So I think this could be one of those seasons, to be honest with you. Yeah, Um, it could
2: be. And it could also reroute into next, some of them deciding that they want them to go out, but to no lower than a championship side. Because like yeah. I said, there's only so much you can learn from selling him out on loan. You know the player's going to gain from it, but what are you going to learn from it? Like you said, a season with the under-23s, um, and we'll see from there. He could go on loan to the Championship in January or next season it, it, yeah. if, he's, if he's progressing well.
1: Can I, can I just say, I've just had a reply uh, to, him, <laughs> to one of my tweets uh, about Fofana signing a contract with Chelsea, and somebody has replied, well, Fafana signing the contract means nothing, does it? <laughs> no,
2: it'll be going to Real Madrid in the January 12th, Yeah,
1: we, um, somebody said there, I think it was LCFC Grey, um, to, um, uh, to what front, that would be nice. Uh, I thought we were going to get that against Scunthorpe, but he's stuck in actual out wide a little bit. Uh, he's also says we need to stay in the game as long as possible tomorrow and not collapse. Uh hopefully madders is his fit. I am not I'm not hopeful on that
2: one. I don't think he is. Um, yeah, I, I'd I'm not risk him either, to be honest with you. I yeah,
1: said that I'm out of order yet yeah, playing deadline day. I don't understand it. Literally, it's every game next week during the week, which is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And this is why we you know we're doing the prediction show on the Monday. At, at 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 some unearthly hour what time are we doing it 6 p.m i think we're doing it aren't we so um because the, 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 those games we're the only one that's on Thursday only the one game on the Thursday all the others are Tuesday and Wednesday but and you can't say it's because we're not a big club because it's Man United as well so um yeah David says here do you think that because we lack the first team squad physicality of a hoof or Morgan even with our team playing at their best it would be too easy for other teams to push us around we, ha- we have said this a lot haven't we we need
2: yeah a- an on-field enforcer if you like yeah I think I think every club can benefit from that and and maybe that's one thing we're, we're all especially going to miss from Shemaypa is he, he, he he's one that you know not to mess with and got on his wrong side of you don't want to you didn't want to upset it. And I think you knew if you did, and if you did, you know, if you have that on the pitch and you can hear that, and oh, oh you know, Weselowski style, you definitely get a handshake of it. You know, you know, some clubs need it. But we have to go with what we have. And and we and that's maybe why we we counter it the way we do, the way we play for 60 minutes. I wish it was for 90, but it you know, we all have pipe dreams that never happen. But if we played like that we did for 60 minutes, 90 minutes every week. I think we'd show that that's why we what we lack in physicality and a bit of a nasty side and aggression, if you will, we make up for it by being a little bit too quick, you know. Sometimes mm. we can make oppositions sort of like look like the coyote and we look like the road robot. Yeah. So I do yeah. see how we negotiate not having that um yeah that mean streak um, in the, back of the room.
1: Anthony's on about score predictions for Newport. I've to be honest with you, I'm not looking that far ahead because it depends how we're playing at the moment at that particular time. I don't think we're going to be on telly, which means we won't, won't be able to see it anywhere again, like with the uh with the Stockport game. Uh, there's so many, so many Premier League games. Uh, I mean, as somebody was saying, you know, this this is this is a big game for Newport. No, no, you know, not bigging Leicester up, but People can see Aston Villa and Man United and Liverpool. They can see those every week. They want to see the beauty of these cup competitions. Now, this is a good question from Terry. Um, Were you both a bit surprised we didn't include some academy players in the Stockport match? Granted, fringe players needed game time. You know what? I think think you're allowed in the Caribou Cup. You don't have to stick to the Premier League players. I know you don't in the FA Cup because of Watford last season i don't think you do in the um in the caribou cup but you know what i think brendan looked at that and i didn't want him to play fringe i wanted him to play and let's be honest with you the fringe players struggled but you know we've had a show about new about stockport them being up for it because of the type gate etc 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 i think if he had put out a lot of academy players and we had lost he would have been absolutely roasted he was saved fire. i mean iverson not only saved the goals he probably saved a lot of a lot of uh fire being sent brendan's way i think he had to go for a strong team because that was a must-win game for him
2: yeah i think circumstantially it may may have put brendan's back up the wall on how strong a lineup to be fair i think he got the balance right i was very happy uh, you know, before it was announced, I think you put out a tweet a tweet about it, and I replied, "It's shop window and and and, and um, backup players slash um, squad players that I'd like to see um, for for them exact reasons. You need to keep your squad players getting minutes under the belts, and you've got to get players in shop window, um, which is why I said earlier, furthermore, that obviously the reason Samore is probably getting done." Without any hassle is because of the final situation, but that's probably why he didn't play at all in that mm-hmm. game. And I think the lineup was quite right given the scenario. Had we beat Brentford and Southampton, I think I would have been begrudging Brendan, saying he well, probably could have afforded to it. Mm-hmm. But again, we're in a different mindset. If if ants and and coconuts, as they say, you know, you can't really. Talk about what didn't happen. If Leicester had six points on the board, we wouldn't be talking about Brendan out. For far, I probably wouldn't want to admit that he's, he's a closet Chelsea fan. As Gino De, Campo,
1: Gino De Campo once said, you know, if my grandmother had wheels, she'd have been
2: a bike. Uh, well, yeah, that's very true, isn't it? You know, yeah. and if I'd have <laughs> been, been born into a rich family, I wouldn't be poor. But no, uh, you know. exactly.
1: yeah, yeah, no, totally. I think, like you say, had we been sat. Higher up, you know, if we'd got sort of six points or seven points on the board or whatever, then I think we would have probably seen
2: another another yeah. you know team go out there. And um, had we lost that game, then in that situation, we'd have been going, oh, well, it, you know, it was a chance. Yeah, of the you would to have said, oh, yeah, you
1: know, who needs a cup run? You know, let's yeah. concentrate on the league. Uh, LCFC believer, good evening to you, sir. Uh, how do we have enough time to buy someone now, or do we leave it for January? I don't know whether it was you, Brad, or somebody else that said to me, I think it was you, that said that people don't suddenly, what will happen is we won't sell, probably tomorrow, let's be honest with you, we're at Chelsea. I'm sure, you know, Top will be meeting whatever he's called, the new owner, and, and crossing the T's and dotting the I's. But we don't suddenly then think, oh, right, we can buy somebody now there are players no. that we've been looking at for weeks and months possibly a couple of seasons that you know we know because we've lost most of them do you know what i mean so yes. you yes. know there the, there are going to be things that are, any club again that's worth its salt will have a list of players that in case they lose somebody out for a season with a broken leg or somebody has a a, a career ending illness uh, you know a broken fibula whatever they're going they to have players in mind that they would want to bring in, you know. So I, I, I'll tell
2: you this for example, Jestergaard. Good, yeah. good old old Jestergaard was brought in within days of Fafana's um, broken um, broken leg. He was brought in within days, wasn't it? And and mm. it was outlined that's why he was brought in. Brendan's never shied away from the fact that he was brought in as an emergency cover. I'm pretty sure, like you said, it's not like Leicester are going to go... Oh yeah, crap, up we need to replace him. I didn't think we didn't think about that. We were just all about the eighty-five or seventy-five billion. Damn it, yeah, they're right. He's right. You know, this club's gonna have, and even if these players have had to be crossed off because they're elsewhere now, nah, whatnot, there will still be one or two, maybe even three names that like we're already hearing that Brendan has got you know, has on his sheet going, Well, he's still here, but if we get the money. That's my first priority. That's all we're to bring in. And if he doesn't want to come, I've got him and him. And, and, yeah. and I'm sure, even though it'll be two or three days, we will act quickly um to, to replace my Farno if that's the case. I wouldn't be surprised if whilst we're, like you say, letting the ink dry, dotting the I and crossing the T's and whatnot, I would not be surprised if Leicester's got the other half of the negotiation team somewhere else talking about to a player and his agent and whatnot. I wouldn't be surprised if the ball in the background is already uh, moving, as I, as I say, especially if they're fairly confident that a deal is going to get done and tied up within, say, the next 24 hours. Yeah, um, yeah. In regards to the card. Indeed. Guys, do what it says there.
1: Please subscribe. Uh, I know I keep going on about it, but it does, does help. Um, Where well, are we with some questions here? Um, did you do... Larry Woodward. Good evening, Larry. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Noise doesn't carry very well in the KP. Muses me when mum part the ground mows about another. I mean, let's just get this right. I mean, I for one love the clappers. I think that they made you know it, on a cold. You know, if it was cold, then you could applaud, yeah. But other than that, if you're wearing gloves, you 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 might as well not even bother applauding. But we've had it. we had them for. So many years that I'm not going to be say like they should still be there. No, because we're trying. We're going to go for a season without them. We've had them for three, you know, however many years? Seven years, is it? We've had them. Uh, so you know, we had the
2: championship, didn't we? We had
1: yeah, no, no, every game. They end up in the bin, or the. I mean, I've got some on the walls here and what have you the, the big European games, but we've done them. We tried it you know, and so, so I'm not going to sort of throw me toys out the pram and say, yeah, I, I want the tappers. It will be interesting to see if, they, if this rebuild does go, because of the way the roof is shaped and everything, how that will
2: generate noise. Yeah, it will do. I mean, again, literal, literal science comes into it, doesn't it? How sound travels, how it works. You change the... You're not just adding 8,000 seats to the stadium, which will obviously add to the noise generated, but the the whole construction of how it's done in terms of the the, the the shell look it's gonna give, it's gonna give more cover, sounds gonna rebound off, off it. Um, you know, the the, the distance travelled. And again, what you've got to remember is, and you you touched on that subject a little bit about the spread around of where the singing lot like to be and where they've been congregated. That also doesn't you know do the atmosphere. Um no. Any good in that sense, um, but it, it is what it is, isn't it? I again, when we were winning week in, week out, and things were great, the atmosphere was better than any ground around the Premiership. It's part and parcel of football. I have been to uh, the the empty had uh, on numerous occasions as an away supporter, and I have been almost like saddened. The, the Man City players to listen to the lack of atmosphere at the empty ad, and you're talking to a couple that's a couple that wins anything, so mm-hmm. sometimes be careful what you wish for. Because I remember the last time I was there, it was like I'm in the away end, and I, and you do as an away fan, you only can hear so far it's like, well, yeah. and say, What? Because sometimes you're seeing that watch, and your ends making a sense of the It's so I was looking left to right, going, I am at the Etihad, aren't I? I yeah. It is a Man City home game, I'm yeah. not away.
1: And, 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 I, and I think as well, not everybody just wants to sing. No, okay. some people
2: actually go there and, and get some. engrossed.
1: Some of the new songs, I don't even know what they are because the song's so out of tune that I can't understand the words. Yeah. I'm not a great singer and I, I have never, ever started a song in my life. He doesn't mean I'm any less of a supporter. I'll applaud. Well, no. I just don't necessarily want to sing all the time. You know, there's nothing yeah. that says when you buy that ticket that if you don't sing, you are thrown out. I'm well, sorry. Exactly. So if you want to sing, that is fine. And if, if I'm surrounded by 10 people all around me that are singing, I don't mind <laughs> whether exactly. I want to sing or not. It <laughs> is or not uh, exactly. is here, The yeah, fact that on. possible relegation is on some people's lips. Uh, that aside, have the younger fans now had their first reality check? I said last season was a reality check, didn't I, Brad? You remember yeah, I said yeah. that a lot. Um, uh, and and it, it is early. I mean, relegation is a long way off because we're three games in. Uh, um, all I will keep saying is Arsenal last season. Look where they were. Three games that were pointless, and they finished in a European or Europa League place. So well, let's. As, as as annoying as each game is, and when we go mad about things, we look at that game, we've got to remember that it is as an old saying, it's a marathon, not a sprint, etc. 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 But it is, it is. So I don't do I think we'll go down. Yeah. I don't know. No team's would, too good to go down. Man United aren't going to finish in the bottom half where they are now. Whatever their troubles are, they've got their players are too good. They will finish top ten. Whether they finish Europe or not, we will see. But you'll also you find that Leeds won't be in the top four at the end of the season, Brighton won't be in the top six at the end of the season. South so let's just kind of you know how many of those clubs started well last season? Palace, Wolves, and then fell off towards the end. Like I say, Chelsea yeah. aren't going to be bottom half of the table. Man United aren't going to be bottom half of the table. They will, you know, so let's not let's not panic too much.
2: Um, and also remember as balancings as are here. Um, I know they're not having the same, you know, transfer uh, fiascos that we we've had this winter. But there's sort of, uh, you know, we might be having it bad, but there's at least there's still one team showing us how to do it a little bit worse. No goals, no points. They get you. They get you uh, 250 on the show pointless for an answer. It's West Ham, wet, wet, spam United. Uh, and look at it's the season the they had. In
1: fairness, though, they did on, on aggregate beat uh qualified the Europa League six-one. But then, they're playing yeah, uh, they're look at the they had.
2: That's what I mean. Look at the success they had last season, and we wanting to yeah. build on I don't yeah. think they're panicking after three games. I just think, unfortunately, well, I don't know. You want, you want to people. listen
1: to? Uh, you want to listen to some of the channels? But I tell you what. Yeah. I was very, very lucky because I don't know if anybody knows. but we do have a bit of banter here with um, West Ham unofficial Jake. And he was actually in pool today. He sent me a picture holding fish and chips on pool front. And I said, I said, bloody hell, I'm locking me doors and shutting my blinds. He <laughs> was a bit too close for comfort. Uh LCFC great, love that shirt. Chris waiting for mine to arrive. I tell you what, mate, I ordered this uh, via the website. I didn't have any extra badges put on because normally I have LTID on the back and the Premier League. At 63 quid, mate, I'm not paying for any extras. Um, But I did, by not having the Premier League badge on, I did able to avoid, uh, able to pay um, DHL because, of course, the post office are going on strike a lot. Postman Pat is stopping at home with his cat. So I ordered it DHL. It came the next day. I love it. Of course, you can see the new theme I've got here on the show is blue and gold. Everything's kind of working through that way. Uh, so it does go very nicely with that. Plus, I hate the green shirt. And I'm sorry if Jack is watching from The Final Whistle, another Leicester channel. Check it out. Uh, he had it on earlier, and it. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it when I saw it. I presented it in all the dark light and what have you. Seen him wearing it. And I didn't like it at all. This should be the second show. I do love it. The pattern in it is brilliant. Is brilliant. And just out of interest, we on f- Monday at four a what uh, at four o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know. I'm coming or going. Um, we are doing with Doug uh, f- um, from the dugout to football channel. We will be doing a shirt show. And we'll be looking at all the clubs and all three shirts and um, rating them and seeing who's got the best group of shirts. So home, away and third shirt. And you know what, Brad, there's still about five teams that haven't
2: got third shirts yet. Oh, God, I don't get that. Do you remember when after every couple of years, Leicester used to do a shirt, I remember then we used to look forward to it and everybody used to do it in unison and you'd get there and you'd go out and get a shirt if you wanted one on match day and they'd do some special advertisement for it now it's like what are you trying? I don't know what clubs are gaining from it, what do I think they're gaining from it like like um, saving the best till last, like you said I'm not the biggest fan of the, the, the greenish one, I'd have to maybe see these in person when I'm back over visiting family but I'm not the biggest fan of the designs the, of any of the kits to, to this season, to be honest with you. See, and I love the... the. I think poetry. we should go back to maybe two or three seasons sticking at the same kit. What do you think, Zach, Chris? Me, personally, I, I know it's not because of what's happened with King Power, but I was happy with the sort of... Uh, I didn't like the neck so much on that one, but I do like a
1: collar. And for East me, way. the home shirt reminds me very much of the football I that drug, that dragged me into supporting Leicester, which was the Worthington weller Birchnell. Uh, I'm very glad
2: you managed to save your words there, because I thought he was going to say that you were drugged upon.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, we were, that was when <laughs> only
1: when Pat McLean top came in, we had to be drugged up to go in and watch him. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, in those days, and they had this, it was, it was a throwback to that, the main shirt. I don't know why we have three, to be honest with you. I don't get that either. Because, you know, you've got your home and you've got your away. I'm sorry, you you're gonna you know, if our away clashes with there, then they can wear their I, I just don't get why we have three. But that said, I love this absolutely. I didn't like it when I first saw it. Uh, And when I saw it sort of being modeled, I absolutely, well, you can tell I loved it because I got it, but it does go very well with the blue gold. Rich, hi, how the hell are you? Welcome along, sir. Um, Rich Sports, do check it out. If you haven't already, a great channel there. A bit early to talk about relegation. Exactly. Uh, West Ham have started poorly. They have. I mean, look, look at you guys. Man United, uh, because Rich is a Man United fan. Um, You know, know, it's... we joke about it because it's nice to see the big team struggle. It was nice to see that we were, you know, we were third from bottom and you were second from bottom. I'm not going to lie. But we know that the season, as I said earlier, isn't going to end up like that. Um, we do ki- kind of have to just, you know, take things take things a little bit easier. Um, but Moyes under pressure with the poor start. Wouldn't surprise me if West Ham pulled the trigger and panic. Um, Vestergaard, the skip. <laughs> I don't trust Rogers with our money. Um, if Susan Whelan, huh? Yeah, uh, if Susan Whelan, what, <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> maybe it's, uh, it's, it's a maybe it's, it's... What is the question? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's very true. All I can say, David, and please take this in the way in which it is meant. Um, and I can't find it now. but uh, this.
0: Will you stop asking stupid questions?
1: <laughs> David, you know, I'm joking. You know, I'm joking, but I, I, I couldn't resist it. Um, so if 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 Susan Whelan, if I guess. Uh, Michael Keane from Everton on loan uh, years A couple of years ago it might have been uh, it's Didn't Claire... Michael
2: Keane pay for us? Yeah, he was, he was here on loan as well Yeah, yeah. we had him on loan before mm. and, and former teammate from Burnley, Ben Me We had him on loan as well
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we did Yes, we did indeed uh, It's clear he's going, says Facebook user I guess you on about Fafana no, I think we've all accepted that and cheered uh, I can't really say I'm surprised. I can see Madison heading out as well. I can't. I can't. I mean, you do no. say Facebook user contracts mean nothing, which they don't. We've seen that with Fifana. Okay. All it does is guarantee had Fifana not signed the contract, we might not yeah. have got the money we're getting for him. So that's all yeah, it which,
2: really does. Yeah, which is um, why well, I think they don't exactly mean nothing. It, it, in terms of the commitment, obviously it doesn't, but it does mean something in terms of the club having something fall back on if a nasty situation like this arises. As for Madison, I think he was on a new deal. He's always been one of them to come out and defend the club and whatever and try and keep the rumours at bay when it happened. Do you remember the Harry Maguire situation when he'd tweet something would get tweeted and he'd come out and go, no, he's just not very well. Now, whether that was actually the actual truth at that point and it wasn't you know, in, in regards to what happened with it. I, I always think he's, he's, he's a great love of the club. I, I would like to think if he's, he's going to come out and say he's going to do the deal, I'd be fairly confident he's going to sign the deal. And I could very much see Madison going down as a player that spends a lot of his time, of his, car- his playing career at Leicester, mm. to be honest with you.
1: Definitely. David says here, thanks so much for this stream. Last one for me, Barnes at the time is the one-trick pony he makes the same mistakes. Do you think, unfortunately, we've seen his best as he can't seem to learn and improve? And the problem is, I think a lot of players hit their peak when we finished like the fifth for a couple of seasons and got into Europe, etc. Yeah. I, I think we've just got to forget last season. I don't think you should judge anybody on last season because so many players are playing out of position. We know Tillemans is not as bad as he was last season, but he was being asked to play a different role. Um, so let's just let's get this out of the way let's forget last season because you know like I say it is very much a uh, a bad season it, it just nothing was going right I'm sure at times we, we you know we, we could have seen you know Yopokovic up front with the with who are uh, that struggling for players so let's see how we go when we get this transfer window gone um i think i i I wouldn't sell Barnes I would definitely keep him yeah um, I, I would yeah. Let's have no chance. Players will definitely leave when we have nothing uh offer at the moment. These players want bigger money and Europe. Unfortunately, we all know Leicester is a stepping stone. Just greedy Madison won't be staying whatsoever. Is he greedy? I don't think he is. I don't I, think he is. I mean, no. you know, he's not, not signed the new contract. Is he any greedier than Fafana? Is he any greedier than 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 you know? We we let's look, let, let's take a reality check here. See if you agree with me here, Brad. We are Leicester City, okay? As much as we know we've won the Premier League, we've won the FA Cup, we've won the Community Shield, we've won League Cups, we've won everything in this country. We are Leicester City. We are not Man United. We are going to expand the stadium by 8,000 and we are still only got a capacity half that of Man United. Yes, we're known worldwide because of the the, the 5,000 to one, but we are not and I keep saying it, Man United, we haven't, you know, we're not loved all around the world and et cetera, et cetera, and there's various reasons you could say that. We're not a Liverpool. We're not a Manchester City. We are in that second group of teams at the moment in the Premier League. You know, five years, sorry, seven years ago, we were in the second tier. In football, that's recently when you think about it. You know, and we've got to accept, and as I said this to the Chelsea fan yesterday, we will take players from... I mean, do, do you are you saying then that James Justin used Luton as a stepping stone? Because he went yeah. from Luton to Leicester. Because we are bigger than Luton. But if James Justin then goes on to, to Man United, yeah, I get that totally because, I mean, you know, <laughs> I hate admitting it, but obviously we do know they are a bigger club. Um, but then... Fafana goes to, and we've mentioned this right at the start, so I'm not going to dwell on it, but Fafana goes to Chelsea, Real Madrid come knocking in a year's time. There's always a team bigger than than you that will shit on you. As big as Manchester City are, financially, when I say big, financially, um, are they, you know, would a player go to Manchester City or would a player with Champions League ambitions go to Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich? And I know this week that, Bar- that Manchester City owner has come out or one of them has come out and said, yeah, we, you know, we're not hung up on the, on the Champions League. You know, We're we putting the Premier League first. Yes, they are. They want to win that. We know they want to win it. Uh, but if I was a player, I'm looking at that thinking, well, oh, God, they've been in there like 10 years or something now and they've, they've never, they had one chance and they completely blew it, even with a masterful, you know, pep in charge. I think I'll go to
2: Bayern Munich. <laughs> Sadiemane totally cool. leaving Liverpool. Sadio yeah. Mane leaving Liverpool this season. Yeah. Um, cherished by Liverpool fans, a lot of fans were saddened him. I think, and I don't I don't like to talk too much about other clubs because I don't know them as well as other fans. But from the feeling I get from people that I know that support Liverpool, when it was mentioned about Salah, Firmino, and Mane, I think a lot of fans were maybe expecting that it'd be Firmino that was getting moved on this mm-hmm. window. And it turned out to be Sadio Mane. Who, but what, what? What? So was he a stepping stone? Was Liverpool just a really long-term stepping stone? Was California. Liverpool a stepping stone? Yeah. Was Was, was, was Sterling a stepping stone? Yeah. Do, you know, it's not like that. At the end of the day, James is not Leicester-born and bred, and we've turned away some of our own that wanted to, wanted to cement their career for many years at Leicester. Joe Chim, uh Dion Dublin. Leicester born and bred, but Dublin took it took to the end of his career before he stepped foot as a Leicester player for us. But he would have wanted to play for us as a kid. Julian Joachim never got the chance to shine at Leicester in in a Premier League division, um, you know, because we cast him out. We sold him. So the shoes been only the foot where loyal Leicester diehard fans uh, as kids growing up and, and and had the opportunity to play for, weren't afforded that opportunity. There was youngsters that we let go but, you know, we, we, we can't just sit there and go, and I, I I totally respect that you have your view on the on your take on, on Madison and how he is, and that's totally fine. But my my retort back to that would be, Madison doesn't owe us anything. He's been at the club for a number of years. He's always performed. He's always handled himself well in press conferences. He's never caused us an ounce of trouble. And if he did decide tomorrow that he, that he that, that, you know, if, if, if Newcastle did decide, you know what, bored of it, want to spend another 80, $66, 66 million or whatever. Madison's asking price we're willing to pay it in the front in the of us. All the more to him, that's what he wants to do with his career, because we kind of maybe need to remember that just like when we go to work every day, or I know I don't myself and that, but right now, no, but no, majority, you. <laughs> those of you that do go to work and do things day to day, you know, you don't owe that clock, that company you work for any loyalty that depends on you as a person and your personality and i think we've got to remember we're dealing with human beings that have a limited span doing the job they enjoy doing which is playing football because it, we could we are maybe forced to some of us but we've also worked until we're in our late 60s 70s given the mm-hmm. retirement age matter May only have until his early thirties. We don't. He do not know how long he's going to be able to play football at top level. like
1: you say. If you if you grow up and you are working for the family firm, you have yeah. some loyalty to that company. The loyalty you've got, and this is why. See, I I understand Fafana wanting to move, and the Tielemans wanting to move, because like I say, take the blue tinted spectacles off, and we are Leicester City, right? Yeah. For Farn, it's just the way he's gone about it. I think we all accept that. But mm. Madison has no loyalty to this club. No, you know he's never. He's, you know he's not grown up a Leicester fan. You know uh, how many players can you actually say out there, apart from public here in Jewsbury Hall, <laughs> would actually say my dream is to play for Leicester? Go outside exactly. of the county, and there won't be that many. <laughs> you know, no, there won't.
2: And but... with the greatest respect, before maybe Jewsbury Hall, the, the last player that Leicester fans probably cherished a lot more than they would have had he not been Leicester born and bred. It. And I'm not saying that Jewsbury Hall isn't actually like a really talented youngster because he is, and I'm not saying this person wasn't a talented player, but Andy King. I mm. I would I would ask the question if you go you know hypothetical out there, but if Andy King hadn't spent 10 years at the club or hadn't come through that youth academy, which we signed from Chelsea, by the way, going back to the Chelsea connection, he was released from them, wasn't he? Or we signed yeah. him from their academy. Yeah, yeah. He was not technically brought up for our academy and grew to love the club and, and 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 be the person he is that stayed for as long as he could with Leicester before he, he saw out his time under Nigel at, at Bristol City, I believe. Would we hold him as fondly in his heart had we signed him as a 24-year-old and he stayed for six or seven years, but he yeah. wasn't a left lad? No, we go, thank you very much for the memories, Mr. King. Um, but on to Pasha's new. And we'll do the same with Madison. We'll have fond memories of Madison when that time comes, if that time comes. You know, this is what this is what sometimes makes a club legend, is when they do things. That's why we have club legends, because it's very, very rare you get a player that does a vardy that stays mm. with you beyond beyond any yeah. means it, they have there, there are very
1: up. very few one club players these days exactly you know? yeah can i just say terry's got to go he's got to move some furniture move in the couch to hide behind ready for tomorrow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was was actually, I was actually sat on on the couch the other day with my girlfriend and she looked around at me and she said you know should we take this upstairs and i went well okay then you get that ed i'll take this end
0: <laughs>
1: oh thank you i'm here all week oh. unfortunately <laughs> uh, um right let <laughs> let us, uh,
0: enough,
1: <laughs> uh, let's just run through these last ones now um uh i haven't had it yet lcfc gray i haven't had any add-ons on my shirt but bad uh, fever foxes I always had LTID one on the back of my shirt and I always had the Premier League because I don't know when we won't be in the Premier League. You know, it might it might happen, but I just can't afford the extras these days. Uh is Anka Zanki jo- or whatever it's called joining us. Uh or can he play out from the back? I've no idea. Time will tell. Time will tell. Uh David, uh, of course, Chris. I was going to say if Susan Whelan is involved in our transfers, we have someone I trust. I enter before I finish my comment.
2: Okay. So if Susan Whelan
1: is involved in the. Yeah. There
2: we go. So the answer to the question was in charge of transfers, who would do fans think would do a good yes. job? The answer is yeah. Susan Whelan. Yeah. I think he and his team.
1: Yeah. I think <laughs> it's Woodkin it's is, the, is, the, is yeah. the main guy at the moment. Yeah. Um, and people obviously like to take a swipe at Rudkin, but you know, they didn't take a swipe at, swipe at Rudkin when he authorized the signing of Mares, when he authorized the signing of Jamie Vardy, when he authorized mm. the signing of Kante, of, of when we first bought for Farna. You know, let's we, we always people always remember the bad times and they never remember sort of the, the good times. And you've mm. got to be fair to Jonathan Rudkin, um, that yeah. was great business, Maguire, 80 million. For a fridge, <laughs> um, is it, he, 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 I think it's just the fact who is playing well in that Man United side. Uh, Chelsea beat us four nil tomorrow. Well, I've gone two nil, so I can't really argue. I, mean, I, can't, um, I can't argue with you predicting that because I think we're all good to be <laughs> fair. Um, exactly, Brad. I agree about the stepping stone debate. We have to accept that is our place, you know, and just like yeah. I say, I know I went mad. Do you remember when, you won't remember this, when uh, McGee left... um, Mark McGee
2: from West Brom.
1: Yeah, when he went from us to Wolves, because he thought Wolves was a big club. And we were absolutely spitting feathers. He hadn't been with us a full season, etc., etc. But we'd actually poached him from Reading. (laughs) Oh, that was all right. But, hey, the fact that
2: he's left us... Um, yeah, it it's, God, it's not so um, nice when the students on the other four. I think fans forget that sometimes, and, and yeah. you, you could to a small degree not give it as a defense or anything. But I, I said to someone, I think I said to you as well, mate, that maybe the writing was on the wall with the final because he did these same antics a little bit with Etienne when we tried to approach them for him. So,
1: yeah. it, you know, yeah. it
2: all goes full circle, unfortunately. These, these things,
1: yeah. Well, as I as Chris says, there, good evening, Chris. Welcome along. Um You know, I I said to the chat, as I said to you earlier, Brad. I said to to Ankit, the Chelsea fan, yesterday on the preview show, you know, be prepared for this to happen. You know, because if if Bayern, I say Barcelona, Madrid, etc., come and knock him, you know, he'll be uh, he'll be wanting to go. even Man City, because I mean, you know, they can outbid. Although they are obviously
2: having to watch the money now, which is why they are... Well, no, Man City, Sterling, Chelsea, they they seem to be sweetening the pot towards a deal between rivals, so you never know. You never know.
1: Well, it's interesting to see that before Man City have been buying these players in, they've been selling some of the players, which you would never think that they would have sold Sterling to Chelsea.
2: You would never no. think they would have sold Jezus well, to, to Arsenal. Well, you know. that's... But does that come down to the fact that Man City and Chelsea really don't care too much? Or does that come down to the fact that football's changed so much that they actually right now are not seeing Chelsea as a as a rival? So they don't mind selling them to him because they need to they want to move that sort of player anyway.
1: Yes. Uh Johannes, can you speak German?
2: Um nine. My Deutschland-ish nicht gut. That's more than I can do. Admit, though, uh, I do nothing.
1: like to speak German when I am visiting the the um, St Marys to watch Leicester play uh, Leicester play Southampton. I, I yeah. seem to say nine a lot there. You know, <laughs> I don't know no, why. No. Uh, Johanna's welcome along. You are on Twitch? Uh, we are new on Twitch here at Leicester Today TV. On Twitch, if you want to follow us, if that's your platform of choice, it's LTIDTV. If you want to give me a follow. I check on there uh, after the end of the stream and I always follow back. So if you want to follow me, I will follow you back. But unfortunately, no, I don't speak much German. I I, I was rubbish. I'm a typical Brit, you know, I am rubbish at French and German. And I yeah. it, I was so glad when I could drop one. And funny enough, I dropped the French and went for the German
2: because the word sounded more English. But yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, my German, I'm hoping I said that right. I said that with such confidence, but it's the, bare minimum, I remember, is how to I, say that I my...
1: That very much reminded me. That That's what I would call Joey Barton
2: French. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, literally, I literally did say that my German was not that good, so... No, yeah. There
1: a lot of English... There was more English words in there than German. Well, again, <laughs>
2: the German English language is, is talked about often being quite it, and being quite... Once
1: you got past nine, problem. you were struggling I could tell
2: that. But hey, uh, it was still uh, more than me. It was still yeah, more than yeah. me. You know. Um, I didn't want to swear in German either because I could swear in German.
1: Do you remember when you were at school and you're doing it? That? Yeah. That's the first words you looked up, wasn't it? Fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. But then again, we, we were kids. Look, we just, we've just gone over the two hours, going up for two hours, ten. Let's um, yeah. just sneak this drink. one in. David says Come two on. things going for Come us on, tomorrow. Uh, they don't have two shows due to his red card and they won't have Calibia. I'm not, I not. can never say that. Kulabali. Kulabali, that's it. Thank you. In defence, who I rate, ends my hope we go for two up front. Well, we can, I mean, I've been screaming for two up front for two seasons since it worked for us uh, great, so I don't know brilliant look thank you very much to everybody who has joined uh in the chat today um it is great it is this is the question time show i don't know where i pinched that idea from but it's the question time show or well, it will be called that until somebody decides to sue me um because we go the first question just to get the ball rolling and then we basically as you've seen we just discuss what you want us to talk about this is the show that I haven't got an agenda But the bit of an agenda that it has got, if that makes sense, is set by you guys in the chat.
2: And uh, we love doing it, don't we, Brad? That we do, mate. And we love answering questions because, as as you may have figured out in the years, no one is showing anybody that watches. I do like to uh, talk and talk and go in depth answers. So if I get more questions asked to me, it gives me more excuse to keep talking.
1: To be honest with you, you and me both, mate. You and me both. <laughs> I, I have I have realised that when I actually say, "Well, I'll just say this first, and I, I do go on a lot longer than I intended. So it's, it's very easily done. But thanks to everybody for joining us, Brad. Thank you very much for joining us as well. Go and check Brad out. His details are in the uh, description below on YouTube. Um, it's at Full Time Focus or one word on Twitter and his, um, a matter of opinion is his YouTube channel. does what it says on the tin, basically. Uh, it's all about opinions, chat. So, Brad, I will see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and I, I dread what we're going to be talking about, but I think I do know what's going <laughs> to happen tomorrow. But fingers crossed, you never know. Miracles yeah, strange, happen. Stranger
2: things have happened. Yeah, stranger things have happened. And again, you know, maybe I'm just, Hoping out on on a long roll here, but we all remember what happened when Powell was uh, faced with the fixture of doom, don't we? So maybe we'll get that. And who knows? Who knows? the catalyst to start and the turnaround of a season has to start somewhere. Wouldn't it be funny if our last big middle finger to fire as he as he strushed on up and stayed in London overnight for his new club was witnessing them getting you know trounced by Leicester? Just be. Not only at that, yeah. not
1: only that, when he wakes up in the morning in his new new hotel suite with all his money, he slips on the soap and breaks a leg.
2: <laughs> well, well maybe we wouldn't go too critical with, with that much further, but I do I, I do uh, only I do after think he signed easy. the
1: contract, of course. Only after he oh the yes, definitely.
2: And past the yeah. medical and the medical
1: Oh, of course, done. yes. Mate, I'll see you tomorrow at seven. Thanks very much. Take care, buddy.
2: No worries, buddy. No worries. Cheers, mate. Take bye care, bye. mate.
1: Bye. bye thanks to brad there um graded us well, and it's friday not thursday did i say i don't remember what i said to be honest i never listened to myself but you know nobody else does either but um now thank you all so much for joining us today we have had a great time it's a show that me and brad love doing uh, we're going to be back tomorrow at half past two um for the chelsea versus leicester watch along uh kickoff obviously three o'clock half two we'll be talking about the team etc i'm just trying to find somebody to to, to do the watch along with me uh and then post match at seven o'clock um with with the aforementioned brad next week it is one hell of a busy week uh monday of course it's bank holiday so at 4 p.m on monday we are doing the uh shirt show. Um with some of those teams out there, it's the shit shirt show. It really, really is. There's some bad ones. There is some bad ones. Um, and then at nine o'clock and whatever you, sorry, six o'clock it's the prediction show. We've got two weeks to get uh, through, two lots of games in the week. So that will probably go on for four hours. Uh, nine o'clock, though, the Rob Tanner interview. Make sure that you don't miss that because he's written a great piece about what's going on at Leicester. And, of course, Rob Tanner is up there with Fabi for me. Um, On the Tuesday, we're having a review show at six o'clock for the... Previous week's games, which is Monday, we can't fit it in because uh, there's Premier League games that night. On the Wednesday, uh, 7 30, I'll be over on Devils United TV talking Leicester Man United. And then Devils United, Maisie, uh, along with Reese, Craig, and myself, will be previewing the Man United game um We then play Man United on the Thursday, so the watch along there from seven thirty. And I don't know when we'll be doing the, the post match. It won't be at night because it will be finishing about ten o'clock, and we'll all be ready for bed. Uh, probably sometime on the Friday if I can fit it in, because I've got two two personal appointments on the Friday. Brighton review is on the um, eight o'clock next Friday, and at ten o'clock next week it's going to be question time. So we're going to be a bit later next week um thanks guys and then of course we play brighton at the weekend thank you so much if you've been watching really appreciate it and for if you have been listening on your favorite podcast platform thank you for lending me your ears i really do appreciate it Please, uh, you're welcome, Chris. Thank you for popping on. Uh, please do, like I say, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 1500. And please as well do. I know 15 of you have now liked the, um, liked the show. So that does help the algorithms. I will see you tomorrow at 2.30. Uh, have a good night. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy, I always say. And I will see you tomorrow. Thanks very much. Take care, everybody. Good night. Take care.
2: Better like to do all. I'll be
0: fine. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talk sport Powered by fans.